Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Chugga, get on the train as they take care of business last night in San Diego and lead that series one game to nothing in the NLCS. Welcome in, everybody. Sports take on this hump day. Hump day. Yes. Derek Dunn. Gunner, no, no hump day. Gentlemen, hello. Are going to reciprocate our hump day? No. Always. It's Wednesday. Always, he's got to always be different. He's always got to be different. Uh, we, I am Rob Ellis. Hi, everybody. Uh, see everybody in the chat room. What's up, Jimmy G? What's up, Alexander? What's up, NJ Fishing, Daz, David, Jeremy, PSU Iverson, Carlos, Anthony. What's up, everybody on the stream? Everybody listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. How we doing, boys? What's going on? It's a on, lovely gentlemen. day in the neighborhood. It is a lovely day in the neighborhood. Yeah. You are correct. Uh, beautiful day outside. Uh, the the sun is kind of out. It is not as warm as I would like, but nonetheless, it was warm enough in San Diego last night, and it's going to be 89 degrees today at 437 for the first pitch. Derek is jealous uh, Mm. as we speak, but the Phillies strike first, and uh, it was a big night in Philadelphia sports. You had the Sixers playing. They lost. You had the Flyers down 2-0 to the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Eastern Conference champion Tampa Bay Lightning, and they battle back and win – Three to two and remain undefeated. Just absolutely astonishing what's happening with the Flyers early, and we'll get into that later. Uh, but we start with the with the Phillies guys. I mean, Wheeler was out of his mind. The big boys are bopping. You got just enough. They had to make it interesting in the ninth. It wasn't it wasn't to put your feet up and chill. It was we're going to sweat this thing out. But who cares how you got there? You got there, and they're up one nothing. That's absolutely what, what I, I only expect that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just 
just coming to this, but this team knows how to win, man. And, and, and that's all I care about. You know, you, you got, you know, Swarver just almost ripping the, 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 the leather off the ball the way he bombed that Joker, man. I mean, this, oh this team is coming together, man. Let's yeah. go. Let's go, baby. Man. Woo. That home run. I, I mean, it, it, so it was 488 <laughs> feet. What? And the exit. Yes. The exit velo, and I don't get too caught up in this, but when this one, this was Titanic. It was 119.7 off the bat, which is the <laughs> highest number in the history of StatCast. That was destruction of a baseball. That He should have been arrested for, like, assault and battery on a ball after that, man. I thought he was going to hit Coronado Island. Uh, if you've been to San Diego, you know where Coronado Island is. That, that thing – I don't even think Doppler radar could keep up with that. One. Right. That was that was impressive. No ball has ever been hit that far uh, that high, at Petco Park, and it was the first pitch, and it just it it it, it didn't just jump off the bat; it exploded off the bat. Um, and finally, he he came out. You know, Saturday is Reese Hoskins finally breaking a drought, and all of a sudden Schwarber, Schwarber comes out of his slump in a big way. Um, I thought one of the most interesting things in after comments about the game was when Wheeler said. One of the main reasons why he had that 26 pitch first inning was he had he felt the butterflies. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, look, when you have butterflies and you pitch like that, keep the butterflies, man. <laughs> keep, Let, keep, yeah. keep them floating around in your in your gullet, dude. Stay because, uh, yeah, bro, yeah, that's what it is, man. It's, it's here you are, a pro, on the biggest stage, um, starting off the you know the, you know the biggest stage right now with with this part of the playoffs. And he's saying he's nervous. That's good. That's I love it. When I when I stopped being nervous, that's when I knew, I, hey man, it's almost time for me to hang him up. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. That meant that that meant the love of the game was starting to dwindle a little bit. Not necessarily love, but but the understanding in my head that hey man, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. It started to it started to creep into my head. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that he got nervous is amazing to me. Yes, let's go. He's nervous. That means he's ready to go. You know what I'm saying? You got to yep. be ready to go. Uh, their starting pitching during this postseason, guys, has been nothing short of remarkable. I, I mean, between Wheeler and Nola and just what they've gotten from everybody else has been awesome. And you think about this for a minute. They're 6-1 and one in the postseason, 4-1 and one on the road. Yeah. Like, they have been road warriors. And the one loss – you know, was due to errors, like due to just just a mishap by, you know, Reese. They could easily have, have run the table on the road in the playoffs. That is not easy to do, man. Absolutely. You're absolutely right, man. You know, I think it, it, go ahead. No, I think it goes back to what we've heard about how loose this team is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, tight, no tightness, no tension. They love playing with each other. They love playing for each other. Um it's never the same storyline in terms of who rises to the occasion to deliver a big blow with this team. You know, you look at the way they've won all their playoff games. It's always somebody different, except now that Harper has, has finally hit his hot spot. You know, he has been the one constant in all this, but yep. you know, for the most part, everybody else chipping in, it's always somebody. I mean, Castellanos makes an incredible defensive play in St. Louis, as well as his bat starting to pick up now. Rio Muto still a little up and down. I uh, hope he, he he can get more consistent. Hoskins goes over four. I mean, you know, that's all right though, because you you had you had two things that San Diego didn't have: Schwarber and Harper yep. delivered the big blows. And what yep. was an incredible incredible pitching duel. You guys always hear me talk about, I love a good pitching duel more so than I, know, I, I do a, um, a softball type game. That was vintage pitching baseball last mm-hmm. night. 
Between you always your... say that, man. Yes. You always yes. say that. You 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 love a, a pitching duel, don't you? I I can watch a one nothing game, two two one game, three two game every day of the week if the pitching is quality. Yeah. You know, but in a lot of cases, pitching across Major League Baseball has been like the quarterback situation in the NFL. The product has been watered down. But I will say this: you have more hard throwers in the majors now than you've ever had before. I remember back in the day when you thought a guy throwing 90 miles an hour was like throwing BBs. Right. Right. Now, <laughs> now 90 miles an hour is pedestrian like, and you got, and you got multitudes of guys coming in throwing sliders, 92, 94 fastballs, 98, 99. You know, it's like these arms are getting stronger, but the bottom, the, the, the problem is they're not as durable in terms of how many innings they, they can give you nowadays. Everybody's a specialist nowadays. You look at the way the baseball players have gone. You know, I thought I thought Wheeler could have kept going. I mean, what did he end up with? Oh, like 89, 80, 83 pitches? 83. He easily. I, I think I think everybody across the Delaware Valley was saying that Delaware Valley, excuse me, was saying yeah. one more inning, man. Yeah. Exactly. One more. Yeah. Exactly. These pitchers all have caps on them now. And that, that's the one aspect I don't like. You know, if a dude's rolling like that, yeah. let him go. Yeah. Well, let see, him go, man. I you know I, I think they're thinking more so as the long term effects of it you know as far as not not term long term as far as his career but they may they they may need him you know saying they're not just gonna sweep this team so that's it we need we might we might need both of those guys you know like today you know he he you know he he needs his fourth day he needs to go into his fifth day and be ready to pitch yeah so I think that's more so the the reason why they took him out but hey I tell you what Nola you know let's go baby it's yeah, time, you feel great it's time to put you feel great. You yeah, feel great yeah. about Nola today. I mean, Nola, listen to this by Nola. You know, he has been unbelievable. In the postseason, 12 and two-thirds innings, he's got a 2-0 record. He's given up one run, one run. Mm-hmm. So he's been awesome. You know, you, look, Gunner, you mentioned last night, Darvish was ridiculous. Oh, I mean, my goodness. The, 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 there was two guys who, who you could tell were on him a little bit. Like Schwarber had the real hard single before yep. he hit the bomb of a home run. And that, let's face it, Cronenworth makes an insane play oh, to yeah. save a run. That ball Harper hit, that grounder was was a, a missile on the he ground, lit, didn't he? <laughs> oh my god! But that you know what? When, he, when after Cronenworth made that play, I'm thinking to myself, uh oh, like that's going to be the one. You know, yeah, the Phillies should have yeah. gotten one there, and Darvish yeah. is going to settle in now, and he did until Harper hits the opposite field shot. There were two guys who were on him, Schwarber yeah. and Harper, and yep. they both delivered big time. Now, now this Phillies defense still makes me hold my Ooh. breath. That throw by Bohm, I mean, if you know, if it's not Bohm, the corner, the corner play of the infield for the Phillies is, is really shaky. Correct. You don't know what Hoskins is going to do. It's always been that way, though. Yeah, yeah it, that play last night could have shifted momentum significantly Big because time. then they had what two men on. Two, First and like, second, one out. Been with, a double with Machado, Machado yeah, coming, Machado up. coming up. Oof. And you got, and you got. I mean, you make a play, a routine throw to second. Ricochets off the, the fielder's glove. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Is this how it's going to end? And the crowd finally woke up at that point. Yes, though. yes. You know, you know yeah. I'm thinking, man. I mean, you are what you are now. You can't. You can't. You're not going to change it now. Yeah. Uh, you just props to Alvarado. Goodness. Alvarado dialed in, man. Whoa. Whoa. Under what? tough circumstances, there. I think a couple of times I didn't think he was going to get out of it, man. Yeah. You know, but hey, even. that's that's you know, <laughs> even when I'm watching, you know, the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? It same thing, man. It, those pitchers would dig themselves into a deep hole. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and find a way to I mean it's it's it's, it's three three zero. And all of a sudden, bam, three strikes in a row. I'm like, this man, this is just vintage 
great pitching the entire day yesterday. The entire day. Elvis yeah. another one. Elvis another one like that today because Snell's a quality pitcher. We know what Nola does. Sure. Elvis another nail biter like that today. I think it's going to be. I think I don't understand really you, good. Derek, because like I'm, you get on me all the time because I love Look. a great defensive game in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of people like that, you know. But I love because I love to see what teams are trying to counter these offensive coordinators against these defensive. I love right. that counter. I love yeah. you know watching what teams are trying to do with it. But you say, hey man. You said it, you know, the, the people don't want to see that. They want to see scoring. No, I love it, though. You're right. You're right. I've said people don't – people want to see scoring because of what the league has done. I've always been defensive first. The football. Right, 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 right. And, right, I, right. And, I, and I've said that basically because I think, the, I think defense has become basically the forgotten child in the NFL. No, the they're not forgotten. basically said – they're not forgotten. They are the bastard child because yes. they want to get, put them in a disadvantage any way they yeah. can. I, I don't want to use that word, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, but you're right. They have. They have in a lot of ways. And it's frustrating to a defense. They change the strike zone uh, every game. There's Every game you watch, you watch every game across the NFL on a Sunday or, or yeah. on a weekend, the, the, the strike zone is called roughing the passer. Now look at what roughing the passer. Yep. They don't know what roughing the passer a tackle that we've seen a thousand times is now roughing the passer. It's That's crazy. ridiculous. It what do you want crazy. a defender to do? Yeah. Uh, two hand touch, you know, just like and, you said earlier on, uh, you Rob, you said it also that we need to put red jerseys on quarterbacks. Yeah. It's going it's well. that way <laughs> as well. Yeah. So, uh, but the thing is, you know, you, you guys look at what, what Harper's doing, you know, right now, what he's, what he's doing in the playoffs. It's really crazy. So he's homered in three straight postseasons. Okay. Uh, he, the only other Philly that's ever done that is Gary Matthews, the Sarge. All right, he yep. did that in in, uh, in '83. He's got four home runs in the postseason in seven games. He's 11 for 27. That's a 407 batting average. He's got a 448 on base, a 963 slugging percentage, and a 1.411 OPS. This is like your big money guys, Wheeler, Nola, Schwarber, uh, are all saying, "All right, let's go. It's our time now." That's well, what see, you gotta but, love. Your big exactly. boys are saying, "Jump on, here we go." And uh, Matt, li- listen, all those guys you just named kind of tiptoed into the playoff. Because remember, we were talking about we were we were ta- we were definitely talking about Harper. Like, man, when is Harper going to get get going again? You know, he just seems out of sorts. You know, when mm-hmm. is he going to get that back swing the right way? How are we going to win in, in in this playoff system if he doesn't step up? And lo and behold, he steps up. Yeah. Don't know how it's going to end, but I tell you what, he's making the most of his first postseason experience. I'm yeah, he's you. never gone this deep. He never, no. Derek. He's never played in a postseason game after no. his birthday. His birthday, I think, was two days ago. He turned thirty. Yeah. It's yeah. never happened. So no. he is not shrinking in in the moment, man. He he is because think about it. He gets the he strikes first with that opposite field home run. At that point, you're thinking, I don't know if they're going to get anything off Darvish. Darvish yeah, was right, right. He throws eleven different pitches. That's I didn't know there were eleven different pitches that you could throw. <laughs> I, I mean, I, me too. I'm like, what is that? And they were confused, man. There were so many called strike threes. They were they were really lost up there. A lot of those guys. Nobody I mean, was swinging. Yeah, you're no, right. That's what I'm saying. They, the bat was. They were. They didn't know what was hitting them. And thank God, Schwerber and Harper were seeing him well, man. I, I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to count them in my head. Okay, fastball, changeup, curveball, screwball. Nobody's throwing knuckleballs Sinker. anymore. Sinker. He's got a, like a two seamer. He's got he's so, got so that, that's five pitches. Where the other <laughs> six come from? So they call him the scientist. They yeah, the guy like just experiments with stuff in game. It's hey, my nuts. goodness. Yeah, so he look and and Wheeler, seven innings, one hit. 
one hit that lineup, that's that is a potent, especially like the top six of that lineup that is lineup. nasty. Yeah. Yeah. To one hit those lineup guys, too. Yeah, man, he was unbelievable. Except so- awesome. Soto still hasn't found his stroke yet. He's still struggling no. at the plate. Good. I hope he struggles the rest of the series because when he gets on, <laughs> when he gets on, I'm telling you, man, he is lights out. When he's on a pitch, this kid, you know, you look at him, he's not the biggest kid in the world, but look at the numbers he puts up, home runs and RBIs. Yeah. You know, I mean, he is an incredible young player. Man. Oh, yep. my goodness. And only going to get better. Yes. But, but you're right. When you hold that lineup down, especially the first six in San Diego's order, down to one hit, <laughs> you've more than earned your keep for that day. It is it is amazing when you when you look at what they've been able to do. And Wheeler, let me just give you Wheeler postseason. So against the Cardinals, six and a third, no runs. Against the Braves, six innings, four hits. They charged him with three runs. But if Hoskins oh. makes that play, yeah, he may have put a donut up, up against the Atlanta too. And then he goes yeah. last yeah. night, seven innings, no runs. So look, he's been awesome, man. I mean, he has just flat out been awesome. It, it's really it's really incredible. Um, what's been going on here with this team. And, you know, I, I give look, Sir Anthony's hitting his stride at the right time too. As much as I would have gone Wheeler another inning, Sir Anthony comes in yeah. in the eighth and he's filthy. Yeah. They couldn't yeah, he touch was. him. Well, he only threw nine pitches. Yeah. <laughs> nine pitches in the yeah. inning. I mean, you kidding? Seven for strikes. Well, the great thing is too, going into today, there's no bullpen worries whatsoever. Like no. Alvarado's good to go. Dominguez is good to go. Anybody else you plug in there is good to go because – they weren't taxed last no. night. Alvarado threw 17 pitches, 10 for strikes. Yeah. Uh gave up one walk, but he got the job done. Who's your who's the closer tonight, if need be? That's what I love about this Phillies bullpen. I'm still concerned about the middle relief. And yeah. hopefully you can go right from the starters to one of your three potential closers and don't have to worry about the middle relief. But when you have that rotation closing and all three of those guys are throwing 98 to 100, 101, yeah. ha, you're in a very good position, man. I'm telling you. I just think more than anything else, they're in that. And Barry, you've been in this when you when you played Steelers, especially. They're in a zone right now. I mean, Harper keeps saying, you know, we're not going to lose. We're we're not going to let this happen. And I think they're all they're all believing. They they are a perfect combination of being loose and confident. That's yeah. a dangerous animal, man. Yeah. When you yeah. are Bro, loose and confident, loose, confident, and then they still have little little aces they have in their pocket. You know that they can come in and, and, and middle relief. You know, like a like an Eflin. You can put yes. him in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. To me, that's just. Yeah. It's crazy how we've taken this bullpen and, you know, just he's just maximized what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't see this. When they started this season off, did you in any way see the – I mean, we knew we could have – we could score on anybody. Yeah. But we did not know what we had in pitching. Yeah, we yeah, had our yeah. top two. We had Willer and Noah. But after that, man, it, we were holding our breath yeah. to start the season. Yeah. Now we have quality – Guys to come in and, yeah. and 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 they're playing situational ball, mm, um, yeah. fantastically. You know, what I mean, I, I cannot believe, you know, how how Thompson has put these guys in position to be this successful. Yeah, he man, a lot of right buttons buttons being pushed by Thompson. Uh, I, I will say the, the 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 amazing thing about the way the the year has evolved. You, at one point, Alvarado gets sent down yep. because he can't find his control. And he doesn't pout. He goes down there and he works on some things and he comes yeah. back and he's been awesome. That's yeah. props to him, number one. And then Sir Anthony's coming off Tommy John. He basically missed two years of baseball. Yeah. You had no idea what you were going to get from him. And these two are your two back end guys. Like you just never know, man. And that's one of the great things about sports. We think before season starts, we know exactly what's going to happen. And then oh, look yeah. at look, give, look, look at the Giants in the NFL. Look at the Flyers off to a 3-0 and start. Absolutely. You just don't know. 
It's the ultimate reality TV. Bro, we wanted to burn hand at the stake at the beginning <laughs> of the season, man. You know what I'm saying? We we wanted blood, man. Yeah, yes. And and yeah. you know, I mean, these guys, I mean, and I keep telling people, man, please stop sleeping on Syndergaard, man. This is his time of year. This is uh, his time of year. Yeah, look, I, Barrett, I'm not I'm not gonna argue with you. I mean, you were on that hard uh, in that last <laughs> series, and he gave him exactly what they need. It could set up that way. Like, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, uh, game three is Philly in Philly on Friday. They have yeah. an off day tomorrow, so I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly you know what Thompson's going to do once you get past these two guys, and I, you know it's it's to be determined. Mm-hmm. I would guess it's Suarez Friday, and then Saturday is probably you could either go short rest Wheeler, or you know you do the same thing. You try to do the Syndergaard three, and you know sort of piecemeal at three. I don't know what he's going to do honestly. Right. I, I right. you know Wheeler. Wheeler's an interesting guy. Like he is pretty honest. He's like, yeah, I was kind of getting a little tired after the seventh. I didn't have a problem with them lifting. My, my velocity was down a little bit where other guys are like, just give me the ball, man. You know, they, they're not, and I'm not, it's not a knock on Wheeler. I'm just saying he's, he's an honest guy. I, he may be the type who says, I, I don't think I'll be as effective on short notice. Just let me, you know, let me do my thing in, in game five. I don't know. I, I, it's it, how it's going to play out. Um, but so, I mean, like you, you can't see, you can't see Ranger. I mean, even or even you know Falter being the guy. Um, I I think he I. I don't think it'll be Falter. I don't think it's gonna. Be, I think they're worried about his inexperience. I think they okay. like that Syndergaard's yeah. pitch in the postseason. So I I would guess Suarez three, probably. I think it depends how the series is going. Let me put it that way. Let's hopefully this isn't the case. Let's say the Phillies lost the next two, and you're down two one, going into, uh, game four. Four. You might then you might see Wheeler on short rest. You might see Nola on short rest. All depends. You're up two one three one. He might just roll the same way that he rolled in the Atlanta series. There's a the, lot of different the, ways he can go. The, the gray area there, and I don't disagree with you in terms of bringing him back on short rest. But if that series is pushed to Game Seven, then you might have a problem. Yes. If, you use, if you're using those games, the guys, and it's all hands on deck, but if you're going to use them on short rest games three or four, though the, your top two in a, in, a, in a crucial situation, wow, how do you set it up? How do you set it up for game seven? Because you're also shortening their availability for game seven. I know. If there's a game seven, you know. That's the thing. I mean, you're, you're, almost, you're doing like an all-in thing. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. You know, just to try to finish it off and not have to go back to San Diego. The, the beauty of this too, is by stealing this first one, guys, it's a two, three, two. Yep. So you come back to Philly for three, yep. as opposed to a two, two, one, one, one. I so hated that. Oh. That's a huge advantage. There's no question about it. Cause you know, Phillies have played, look at the way they've played at home in the playoffs, regular season. They were okay, but look at the way they've, they've, they've ramped up their production in, uh, in the playoffs. And, they come home one one. You got to like the possibility of poss- of winning three straight at home in your own backyard. Although San Diego's a pretty good road team, you got to like the possibilities with this pitching staff the way they're throwing right now, and them coming in your backyard. Yeah, you got to like the possibility of not having to go back to San Diego. It's possible, Gunner. Gunner, bro, I, I, I'm I'm at the job over at the Wells Fargo in my in my studio, right? And I'll be damned if I didn't hear the Philly crowd, the Philly faithful. All the way across the street, on the other side yeah, of the yeah. parking lot, it was that yeah. loud in Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, the fan so Can you yeah. imagine a team going into them hostile conditions? Oh bruh, my goodness, bruh! 
It was so loud. It was unbelievably loud, man. Yeah. I, I mean, you can hear it that far away. It, it is Friday's going to be insanity. I mean, it, it is going to be like, it is going to be off the charts craziness. It, it's going to be all the, all the, what, what you saw against Atlanta and then some, and all the pent up frustration of uh, 11 years. Uh, just, it's going to be unleashed. Fan base is going to get their, their money's worth of, of, of October baseball. Yeah. They've waited more sure. than a decade for this. And you can tell by the way, um, they responded to this team over the weekend against the Braves. They have been waiting to, mm-hmm. to just just let it all out, to be the center of attention in October baseball. You know, it's been way too long, and they are enjoying every moment of this. And now you have a team that could possibly could possibly come back home up two games to none with three at home, your next three at home. Absolutely possible. And here's the thing about uh, today with Snell. He's a really good pitcher. He rarely goes deep. I mean, right, he, exactly. even by this these days standard, where guys yep. don't go deep, he's a he's a short, you know, range kind of guy. So, you know, you're going to get into that bullpen for them. You know, like Snell, I was looking at his what he did. Uh, let me put it this way: what he's done in the postseason, he went three and a third against the Mets. He went five and a third against the Dodgers. When he faced the Phillies earlier this year, he went five and two thirds. Like he rare that he gets out of the sixth. So you right. should and and that look, San Diego is a good bullpen. But you should be you have the starter at least out of there pretty early today because he runs up a pretty high pitch count. Well, see, so, that's yeah, that's the difference between our guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, our starters, you know, you look at Wheeler, Wheeler give you six and a half, yep, maybe seven. Um, you Nola. know, yep. Nola does it does the same thing, you know, and 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 they're pretty confident and comfortable with them. Yes. I think that's the why they lost. That, that's why Atlanta lost. They yeah. weren't confident in their in in their starters mm-hmm. to go, you know, farther than what they went. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, so uh, here's what we have coming up today. We're talking Eagles next. We're going to dive into who the MVP is and what their identity is. We'll do that next. One o'clock. Mention the Sixers. They lost to the Celtics last night, one twenty six, one seventeen. Some troubling things. It's it's the first game, so you don't lose your mind. But there's some things I didn't like in this game. Is and we'll get. We haven't even lay. By the way, how did we? How did we do with our plan of how to watch the games? I my. I got to tell you, I was. Um, I stayed pretty true to what I talked about. I didn't give the Flyers as much attention as I, as I probably could have. Uh, I was really locked in on the Phillies and the Sixers. I actually did it. I I, I was. I, I you know what? I I found myself kind of checking out the uh, Flyers a little more than I thought I would. I okay. you know what? Um. The Sixers actually took back seat, and I, I didn't, I didn't think because they were tied, you know, in the third, and yeah. it, it was great. I mean, great basketball being played. It was like eighty-eight to eighty-eight or something like that. But I still kept getting drawn to how the Flyers were playing defense, man. I, I was, I was in awe on how they were playing defense, man. So I think that's, you know, that that kind of threw me for a loop, man. So okay, um, we'll talk watched, yeah, yeah, I still watched, you know, baseball on the big screen. I had to, okay. I had to watch it out on the big screen. How about you, Derek? Majority baseball back just peaking at the 76ers sporadically, but most because, like I said, when it comes to playoff baseball, when you have a pitching duel like that, I want to soak all of that in. And it's only game one of the 76ers, although it got interesting with the Sixers. Uh, you can tell it got a little heated, a little feisty with that, and smart and some others. Yeah, that might be that might be a rivalry cooking up there. Oh, it it already is. Oh, there's no question about that. You know, smart, so you try to break my arm, okay. 
Well, all right. And then he tried to trip up Joel, which he denied. So uh, Derek Bodner at one o'clock. Uh, looking forward to talking to Derek. We haven't spoken to him in a while. Flyers coming up at one thirty. Uh, Eagles as well, as we mentioned, plenty of Eagles. A lot of NFL. A lot of drama in the NFL, man. A lot going on here with the oh owners and snap Shots sniping. Fired. Yeah, sniping back and forth. One guy saying, "Don't bleep with me." I mean, this is yeah, you can't yeah. make this stuff up, man. You know, so dude, we'll do that. Goodell, Goodell, dude, dude, old enough that he can barely stand up. Talking about you know, gonna gonna call somebody. I mean, you serious, man? Yeah. You ready? You ready? Somebody's ready to strap you to a chair, bro. And you <laughs> right. talking about don't bleep with me? Well, how about games? Goodell getting yeah. richer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk oh, about how much with minor making. opposition. Yeah, yeah. With a little, little one little fight back. Uh, so the uh, we'll do NFC buy and sell as well. We got a lot in store for you, so you don't want to go anywhere. We'll get a quickie here. We'll come right back. We'll talk some birds. One o'clock. We'll talk some Sixers. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because you've got to know who to trust here with your finances. You know how hard you work and you want to be set up for later in life or now, quite frankly, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business and you need help with employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know I've entrusted him with my IRA, 401k rollovers, and I couldn't be any happier. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. Or you could email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network with you on this Tuesday. It's weird not having an Eagles game, right? You know, just, just, uh, we'd be in like looking ahead mode right now to whoever the next opponent is. But of course, the Eagles on a bye week this week after starting the season six and oh, just a crazy, crazy run. Hey, by the way, uh, Derek, a uh, little gun on one with, uh, with number 55, Brandon Graham, correct? Mute it, mute it, my friend. Yep, Sean. Brandon Graham coming up tonight. Gun on showing one. off, man. You're showing off, man. Yeah. Wrong again, D Gun. You wrong again. Yeah. Uh, he's moved. He's moved on from wrong again, D Gun, to now calling out one of our that... friends and colleagues, <laughs> yeah. who I won't name right now. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I can't wait to ask him about that. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Do you watch everything that happens in the media? Or who tells you all this information? He is oh, on. I always he, want to tell him. I'm telling you, he's amazing, isn't he? He's on everything. I'm, I'm telling you right now, he doesn't watch all of this stuff. He can't. You know, he's got three kids on two. I was trying to get him on last night. He goes, D-Gun, you know, on Tuesday nights, I take the kids to swim class. You know, so he's a consummate he's a consummate dad at home. Um, but I'm like, who tells you all this stuff? So I'm going to see if I can get him to, to okay. fess up okay. in terms of who's talking. So. Uh, yeah, so you got to check that out. That's going to be fun. Brandon's always the best, man. That's for sure. Um, all right, so a couple things. You know, when you have the bye week and you're not looking ahead, you kind of look back a little bit at what we've seen so far. And obviously, incredible start. 6-0, only undefeated team in the NFL right now. Um, they've won in a lot of different ways for sure, which we'll get into in a second. But here's the question I have for you, and, and maybe it's an obvious one. Um, who would you guys say is the MVP through through six games? Hurts. I mean, is it is Hurts a lock, though? I mean, is it is it that overwhelming? I think listen, so. to, listen to what the players are saying. When you hear the players talk, they talk like Jalen Hurts. You know, they have an attitude like Jalen Hurts. They have his demeanor as far as going out there and the moment is never too big for him. So I, I'm going to say Hurts because he's been that consummate, uh, steady flow that this team has needed. How about you, Gunner? There's no question it's Hurts. Um, he has checked off every box that we questioned, not just us, but the media, not just locally and regionally, but nationally. Every box we had questioned uh, about him, uh, leading up to the season, he has checked it off through six games significantly. He is a significant reason why this team is where it is right now, standing at 6-0. and um, Obviously, everything that he has done this offseason in terms of making himself a better professional quarterback has paid off. His study habits, um, his ability to read a defense – to audible at the line of scrimmage, to make all the throws, throws that we questioned in the past. He's done everything you could ask for. Um, you have to look beyond just terms of completion, percentage, yards. How is he running the offense? What is he doing to help keep the chains moving, to keep his team ahead of the curve instead of behind the curve? 
And he has done that consistently as well as anybody in the National Football League this year. Yes, anybody. And I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. You put them all in there. He has been as consistent, if not more consistent, than anybody else under center in the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, it is it is amazing, the growth. I mean, we knew the work ethic. To be able to put it all together is what we're seeing here. And they are just so dangerous. Um, and that will lead into one of the things we're going to do in a second, but they're just so dangerous in so many <clears throat> different ways. All right, all right. so let the, if the consensus is Hurts, if you exclude Hurts, that's where I think it gets really interesting. I, I yeah, would right. say, you know, I think there's a lot of different ways you could take this. I would probably lean Slay. Um <sighs> But I think you can make a case for like four guys. You well, know? you know what? With me, yeah, I would go T.J. Edwards. I, he's the he's quarterback won. of that defense. Yep. Where he goes, that defense goes. He had a kind of shaky game against Arizona. The defense played shaky. When he's playing well in the middle of that defense, that defense is <clears throat> impeccable because yep. he's the he's the hammer that stops the run. Yep. He's the hammer that gets you know everything going up front as far as making big plays. TJ Edwards is like the unsung hero. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I would go TJ Edwards after that. Great one. I would lean towards Bradbury. Um, I think Bradbury has been a pleasant surprise in the back end of their defense. Um, he's playing like he did in Carolina um, right now. His ability to go one-on-one, uh, to break on the ball, to close on the ball, to cause disruption as he did with that deflection uh, that led to a pick. Um, I think I think Bradbury has been more than the perfect complement to Darius Slay on the opposite side. That was a big hole before they brought him in. Sure was. He has been more. And they got him at a bargain basement price. So he's one of many on that team that's playing with that proverbial chip on his shoulder. Not so much the chip of, you know, I'll show you that I can still play, but the chip of, okay, um, I'm losing a year financially of significant gains. I'm going to make my money back and then some after this year, as well as playing at a Pro Bowl level right now. Yeah, I, great choice. Uh, both great choices for sure. I think what Bradbury makes you like Stephen Nelson was eh, but it really shows you how good Bradbury is. Like the upgrade at that position, man, has been enormous. The fact that yeah. you can throw the he and slay at teams is unbelievable. You, you can you don't have to worry about singling those guys up, even against the best receivers in the NFL. And very few teams have that luxury of being able to do that. And, 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 I, was, and I will say this about T.J. Edwards. Um, I love T.J. Edwards because, you know, like I said, I watched his whole career at Wisconsin. And the one thing he did at Wisconsin was make plays. He He's not a good cover guy. He's still not a good cover guy. But he's that thumper. He's that thumper you need to be that stopgap. The only thing is, you know, it's Barrett says, uh, as T.J. Edwards goes, so does that defense. That st- that defense, to me, as a whole, still does an inconsistent job when it comes to defending against the run. I think they give up too much real estate uh, in the running game. It hasn't been to the point where it's hurt them long-term in a game, but when you look at the wealth of talent, the rotation they have in the trenches at D-tackle, what they have on the edge, the overall speed at linebacker now, you have a pure, uh, you know, you have a, almost, a, I would say, a 90% improvement in the linebacking in terms of just individual talent. But yet I still think they give up too much chunks of real estate at too many inopportune times in games. Um, that's that's not taking away from what they have accomplished. I mean, they're the best takeaway defense in the National Football League. They have two corners that can shut down at any given moment. You have one of the better slot corners when he's healthy in Devontae Maddox. 
CJ Gardner is still a work in progress uh, because he's out. He's playing out of position. But as good as that defense is, I think that's the only only evident flaw right now. Well, other than the fact that Jonathan Gannon has to get off of this four man rush thing, you got to send extra people. I don't think the four man rush is doing the job. You know, in terms of putting consistent pressure on a quarterback. Uh, Barrett, I'll tell you what we we never even mentioned Kobe Dean's name anymore. Yeah, and exactly. it's not a knock on the kid. No, it's not. But it just tells you how well the linebacking crew is playing because so yes. many people, myself included, were so excited when they drafted this guy. But he's yep. and he look, it's good for him. He can learn and do his thing. But we don't even talk about him anymore. Exactly, exactly. And when you talk about uh, you know, Slay and Bradbury, and even Amante Maddox, they've hid the fact that we have two young safeties. Yes, two very mm-hmm. young. One with inexperience in safety, and one guy that was. A guy that just made his way up through the ranks, Marcus Epps. You know what I'm saying? Marcus yeah. Epps is playing at a high level because he can trust the guys around him. Uh, Garner Johnson is new guy in there, and he's playing at a high level because he can trust the guys around him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those, especially Slay and Bradbury, gives you a great opportunity to run what you want to run and how you want to run it in that secondary because those two are so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no question about it. It's a, it's nice to have players at, at multiple positions, man. Uh, you know, that's for sure. And a little later, we'll get into some of the concerns with the Eagles. All right. The question I have now is for you guys, what is exactly their identity? If you had to, if you had to say <clears throat> there, it could be either side of the ball, both, whatever they're this, they're that. What would you say they are? I would say they're opportunistic. Okay. They take advantage of situations that the offense puts them in. When the offense goes out there and plays at a high level and gets that team behind the buck, mm-hmm. that's when they turn it up. But when the game is even and on the line, I need to see more then from them being more of a dominant defense. So, you know, let's let's be – they're steady right now. They're steady. You know what I'm saying? They're steady. They're flowing. They're putting you in, in, in position to be successful. They're not going to lose the game for you. I'll, I'll put it like that. That's what I would say. How about you, Derek? Versatile would be the operative word for me. Mm. Um, they can change at any given moment and, and and make plays at any given moment in so many different ways uh, on both sides of the football. Um, the, the defense is the reason why they're number one in takeaways in the NFL. They make the necessary plays. It's not always pretty, but they get the necessary plays when they have to at any given moment. The offense can adjust at any given time. You want to try to take away a pass game, we'll, we'll, we'll slow you down with the run. You want to try to take away a running game, we'll chew you up with the pass. I think the versatility of this team on both sides of the football is quite evident, uh, more so than any other team in the National Football League right now. I would say, and it's similar to what you guys said, but I would say they're diverse. They're diverse because they can hurt you a lot of different ways. You know, everything you guys just said. I just, I look at the way the they finished off the last two games with that that power running game where they just said, you know what? We're going to run it down your throat. We're going to score and we're going to eat clock and make it really difficult for you to try to score and either, you know, take the lead or tie the game up in Arizona's case or with the, you know, the Dallas game, they, they made it a two possession game. Like, I, I just think to have that in your bag, to just be able to go to is so big, but it's not to say that AJ Brown's not going to kill you in the air. Devontae's not going to kill you in the air. Goddard's not going to kill you in the air. You, you know, and you, by the way, on top of everything else, you have a really quality running back. You know, mm. Miles Sanders is really good. So you have a quality running back, two quality wideouts, a stud tight end, when healthy, arguably the best offensive line in the league. 
not to mention a defense that takes the ball away better than any team in the NFL. Like, it's no coincidence they're they're the best team right now because every other team is more flawed right now than the Eagles. I think that when I, defensively, I would also add that sometimes I look at them as a chameleon. Sometimes they blend into the scenery. You know what, what the heck is the defense? You know they they keep have they have this this third quarter collapse sometimes where you know it's like they're playing out of character and then all of a sudden they resurface in the fourth right. quarter again right you know so I, I would I, I would I was thinking about the word chameleon that's not always the case the first two quarters because I think they play solid mm-hmm. across the board they may, but all of a sudden they just disappear for a moment like they blend into and and, and you're wondering what the heck is going on yeah, here yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, listen, I agree. I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, they're almost like they become like camouflage for a minute. They're like, what is happening here? You know, where do they go? Where's this team I saw in the second quarter? Now, and that's part of what we'll we'll discuss with, you know, the things they need to get better at, that's for sure. But I think it's like anything else. You know, you have to fix some things. You got to get better at some things. It's not perfect. They haven't perfected it right now. And they realize that. And I think it's one of the things that, that Sirianni and the staff are going to hit really hard, you know, during this bye week. They're gonna, That's something they're going to dig in on. Yeah, and that's this that's what the bye week is about. Self-evaluation. What are we mm-hmm. doing right? What are we doing wrong? How can we make ourselves better? That's what you do during the you know, during the um during this bye week. Now I'll say this. They're six and zero, and they have they're not even close to scratching the surface on how good mm-hmm. they could be. Mm-hmm. Um the mere fact that they've been able to adjust, go out there and and impose their will where they need to, um, they're they're they have an identity, but they're still making an identity and building on that identity. That's why I say they leave, they leave, you know, a lot on the table. They leave a lot of money on the table. And that's scary when to, to think of they're not playing up to their full capability. That's why what is 112 or 122 points in the second quarter. Yeah. But you got like 17 in the first quarter. In the third. You got you yeah. know 17 in the third, 18 in the fourth. I mean, they have so much more improvement to come just in those three quarters that, you know, I I they haven't they haven't scratched the surface, man. The, the I mean, positives they has, are guy there. They only had they only had six yards of offense, six yards of offense in that third quarter. That's crazy. Which is like for an explosive team like this, and they had similar issues with uh, Arizona the week before. Part of that's on the defense Uh-oh. too, because the de- the defense yeah. is getting off the field, not off the field. Correct. Yeah. But my biggest concern is the special teams because this bye week, I don't think you can do anything to fix the special teams. You're not going to change the coordinator, who I don't think was ready for the job. Number one. Number two, you can tell they didn't put a lot of emphasis in terms of um, improving special teams personnel. You're not going to make wholesale changes to improve that. You're not going to change the coordinator. I think special teams is going to stay what it is at this point. We don't we, we don't have a legitimate returner right now. Covey is what he is. You know he's sure-handed in terms of securing the ball. He's not going to wow you with his ability to bring it back. Um, and I think that's 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 the only major concern right now. You always talk about championship teams play three phases of the game well. Well, right now you have two phases of the game that play it well. That third that third phase is not just a job; it's an adventure. Yeah, yeah. No, well said. I, well said, Derek. I, I don't think there's any question about that. The other thing that's that's really encouraging. If you look at their major moves in the off season, every guy is delivering. AJ Brown, right? Absolutely. Completely delivering. Kaiser White, completely delivering. Bradbury, completely delivering. Hassan Reddick, 
I, I mean, he's living up to what they're, what they're doing. You know, would, would you like to see the sacks? I don't mean just from him, but from everybody be a little bit more consistent each week. Sure. You know, yeah. Where it's not yeah. an explosion one week and then nothing yeah. one week, but really, I mean, for the most part, all the moves that they've made, uh, Howie again is, is like checking the boxes. He's having another monster off season. No question. Two in a row for him. You know, I mean, it's like, what is it? It's almost like, um, how, how do I want to describe it? Um, it's like Camelot. Everything yes. has been perfect for Howie the last two years in terms of personnel. We've never had that luxury of saying that about Howie Roseman in terms of drafting players um, in previous years. But everything, and I think it goes back to, and, and somebody, and it's funny, my wife asked me about this this morning. She goes, why do you think Howie has improved so much? And, and for her to ask me that, she was asking me football questions, and one of them was, why do you think Howie has improved so much? And I think it goes back to when we had him on May, when he he basically said in layman's terms, he learned his lesson. Right. He learned to listen to people more. You know, he didn't he didn't just block people out. You know, when you think of, and think about the volume of people they've lost over the last couple of years, Monster. scouting the uh, scouting scouting department, yeah. front office personnel that have moved on to better jobs. Um, but yet, people he's bringing in, he's listening to those people more. Hey, even hey. If you listen to your granddad, you you, you got to listen to everybody, right? <laughs> you yeah. listen to grandpa. Grandpa, tell you, man. You know, Go to why, SEC. why is everybody else getting SEC players but you? Get those Saban. Get, get the guys who play for Saban and the guys who yeah. play for uh, the Bulldogs. In Georgia. And, yeah, exactly. And, and all those play, and, yeah. You know, your life will be a little bit easier. You start yeah. dipping, in, dipping into the South you know, a little bit. Down there. And, then yeah. when, and when the owner whispers in your ear, you know, uh, you think you should be looking at some of those SEC players a little bit more? Yeah. When your boss gently whispers in your ear like that, you, better you know, listen. it's like that. It's like that old E.F. Hutton commercial. Yeah. When, when Jeffrey Lurie talks, you better listen. Well, I, you know? I, I thought it was fascinating. Go back to Eve. I know we're going back a ways now, but when when, you know, when he got pushed aside for Chip, right. one of the things he did that offseason was or that when he was pushed aside, it wasn't just offseason, but he went and observed other organizations in yes. other sports yep. and he went looked at you know, soccer like he, he went all over the place across the globe just to try to glean and learn a little bit which i thought was really interesting um it wasn't just football teams or 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 successful gms or whatever it was all over the baseball basketball whatever and i think getting a different perspective you guys know sometimes when you can you get for a second step away from something it looks totally different than when you're in the middle of, like you're just like dodging bullets yeah. in the middle of things and i think maybe that helped him a lot to to Except what others are saying. Um, it, and it also says a lot about Jeffrey Lurie's trust in him. Yeah. When you have been as up and down as he had been, um, you know, in a lot of ways, he's lucky to still be here. You know, the owner allowed a coach, a coach who had never coached at the pro level to come in here and ba basically push him aside. Right. Uh, basically, he took the coach's side more so than a guy who had been a longtime employee here who had been one of his top soldiers for a long time here. And you basically pushed him aside and gave this coach carte blanche, a coach who was, who basically took over a four win team, got you to the playoffs. And basically you got caught up in that and said, you know what? I, I got to listen to, to chip more than I got to listen to Howie, you know, and on Howie's part, Howie could have taken that personally and says, you know what? I'm out. I'm going somewhere else mm -hmm. where I feel appreciated. But the two state, you know, and it's like a marriage made, you know, as a match made in heaven right now in terms of how things have turned around for this organization. 
It is. And it, it, I don't know if I – can you guys recall a, a front office – I mean, like you're the, like the chief, the guy who's really in charge, you know, excluding Jeffrey Lurie, but the guy who runs the whole thing being shoved aside, staying with the organization, uh-huh. then being reinstated a year later, yeah. and then they and then two years later they win a Super Bowl. And now they're on this run. Right. Is there another – no, that's not can't like this. Can't but we got to look at it from no. this standpoint. Yes, he got pushed away, put back to the back room, and was relegated to you know buying supplies and everything. But still, didn't <laughs> change. Supplies. Still making. I, lo- I love the buying supplies, right? Yeah. But he was still making over a million dollars a year. Yeah, no, oh, he yeah. wasn't. Not, you know, no, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't there, were, there weren't and, holding right. beer fundraisers right. for him. Right, right. And, and, he, and he was still he was still working the cap. Yes, you know he's you know he's one of the best. He learned his lesson well under Joe Banner. No he was question. still working the cap. Yeah. Um. His while his role may have been reduced on the surface, he was still making significant input into the structure of the team. Um. So all of his power was not taken away, but it, right. in some it was embarrassing. It it would have had to have been embarrassing for him to have been relegated to the role he was reduced to during that time. Well, think about it. Like the guy that you, I know Jeffrey Lurie obviously pushed hard for him too, but, but, but how he wanted him as the coach, the guy who you wanted as a coach, then sort of just like, you know, it dethrones you and you're sort of like, what just happened? And, and he's also, how he's also a guy who didn't want to just be known as a capologist. Right. He wanted to be known as a football right. man and right. his football man. Part of that was sort of stripped away and by the guy that he hired, like that's, that's a lot to swallow, man. You know, and it's a lot to deal with and to be able to come back out of it. I, I do think you make a good point, Derek. The fact that he stuck around and, and Barrett, you're right too. It's not like he wasn't getting paid, but he, he certainly could have jumped ship and gone somewhere else just to say, I, I, I'm still that guy. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. The money thing, I get a kick out. It's kind of like James Harden. Like people are, are like, oh my God, James Harden should be you know, for sainthood. James Harden's making like thirty-five million this year. Exactly. <laughs> we act like exactly. You know, yeah. okay, like a, the max. A two million dollar um, pay cut. That's it. Yeah. He, no. Yeah. You know. Oh, he had to make thirty-five instead of forty-three million dollars. To the point where oh. on a yacht throwing trophies in, in, into the sea. Like I think you know, I think I'm, James is okay. I, I if we're really worried about it, but uh, yeah, not, not to get off track, but yeah, I I, I think the it, it is remarkable the run that they're on. The last two drafts, I mean, you know, you end up with Devontae Smith and. And Landon Dickerson and Gainwell and Milton Milton Williams. And then this year, it's sort of a looking ahead a little bit approach with Jordan Davis and Cam Jurgens and Nicobe Dean. But nonetheless, they all look like they're they already have either established themselves as players or they're going to be players. They don't look like and, projects by any And story. one of the premier defensive players in college football last year is relegated to special teams. They tell you how that tell you uh, how much depth they have on this team right now. That that guy can't even get on the field. He's playing maybe 15, 20 snaps a game on special teams. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not no. bad when you have that luxury. No, it's good. So that and that's you know again, these are all the reasons why you add it up. Oh, and, and I did I mention that the uh, the streak of player of the weeks is done. It didn't happen this week. We thought. Oh man, we thought C.J. Gardner Johnson with his two interceptions might get it. Nobody. First time all NFL season, they don't have somebody on e- either special teams, defense, or offense that won the uh, the player of the week. So let's they were bamboozled, hoodwinked. Yeah, it's not right. It's not right, man. It is not right. Yeah. So uh, look, things are good. They're off. They get Pittsburgh next. Pittsburgh's in a in a weird spot right now. They did beat the Bucks. 
Pickett gets hurt. He gets a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. Trubisky comes in. They're still pretty banged up, Pittsburgh. You know, things are still looking very favorable schedule-wise for the Eagles. Um, and and to get an off week now, especially with Lane Johnson banged up, the timing was pretty decent. You'd rather, would you rather have it maybe like week 10? Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I think you might. But, you know, to be in the position that they're in, I think is pretty good to be able to lick your wounds a little bit and just rest up and – you know, and, and look, Nick Sirianni is not a guy who's going to be resting on his laurels. You know they're going to be in there busting the rear end trying to figure this thing out and get everything uh, a little bit better than it was. All right, so let's get a timeout. We're going to come back. Sixers open last night. They dropped the game to the Celtics, 126-117. We will talk to Derek Bodner, who does an amazing job covering the team when we come back. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Pro Action Restoration. In fact, Pro Action Restoration, the crew, Mike and the entire crew, are still down there in Florida helping people out after everything that went down with Hurricane Ian. That's just who they are. That's how they roll. And they've been down there for a long time, and they'll be down there for a while longer as well. But present day here, you know, wherever you're at, if you have a home or a business that experienced pain and the and the just inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever. If you've gone through it, ProAction is on call 24 hours, seven, a week, seven days a week to assist you. I've gone through it. I had water damage at my parents' house. ProAction got over there. They cleaned it up very quickly. The crew was professional, clean. The price was reasonable. On top of that, they are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So, it could be any of these, water, fire, smoke, mold damage, mold remediation, whatever you need, they can handle it and they can help you. And if you're not really sure, if you have something else going on, just reach out and give them a call. 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. We're back. Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Crazy night in Philadelphia sports last night. Phillies win game one of the NLCS. Flyers win in Tampa after trailing 2 nothing. The Sixers, the lone team, not holding up their end of the bargain, but two out of three ain't bad. But you know what? The season is upon us, which is a beautiful thing. And joining us right now does an amazing job covering the Sixers. Good to see him as always. You can follow him on Twitter at Derek Bodner, of course, for the Daily Six newsletter. And you can email him as well, Derek.bodner at dailysix.com. Derek, what's going on, man? How are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great. Uh, I am like every other Philadelphia fan living in the area. Uh, It is a good time to be a Philly sports fan, Uh, not specifically for the team that I cover, but for the rest (laughs) of the city, it is going great. I need an honest answer, Derek. Okay. I know you are how dialed in you are on everything Sixers. How much dedication? What was the setup last night to sneak a little Phillies in? What was going on? Oh, there wasn't a little Phillies snuck in. <laughs> um, I had, yeah, I had both games going at the same time. I have a, a three monitor setup here. So I had both games on a different screen. Uh, was I watching more of the Sixers? Yeah, I would say through at least the first three quarters, I was watching more of the Sixers. But I was watching my fair share of Phillies, too. It's nice that, you know, we have a opportunity to go back and rewatch that Sixers game so I could experience a little more of the Phillies live than I normally would. But, yes, I was very dialed in to what the uh, the Phillies were doing. For sure. I appreciate the honesty, man. That's a beautiful thing. And, and the cat is back for that another year. Cat's yes. For the, yep. Yep. Yes. She'll always be here. Yes. I hate to say this, but I think the cat is a camera hog. I'm just throwing it out there. It's very time of day specific. You guys would have had me on like two hours ago. She would have been asleep. She wouldn't have made an appearance, but she is awake now. She got her makeup done. She's good to go. I mean, there's no problems. Um, All right, Derek. So let's, here's the first question I have for you. And I know not everybody was able to maybe be as locked in because they were, they were on the Phillies, but they, they know what happened in the game from your perspective. You know, the cliff notes is Harden played really well. I watched a lot of it too. And I watched, went back and watched some of it today too. From an Embiid standpoint, I'm talking 26, 15 and five. You think, wow, had a really good game. I didn't think he had a really good game. I thought he looked discombobulated for lack of a better word. and just kind of off. What was your sense of Embiid last night? Yeah. He not only didn't have a good game, he had a really bad game. Um, you know, and you expect a lot out of Joel Embiid. You expect for him to put out maybe some fires defensively because of his great defense. He sort of added to the fires. His defense was real bad. And his offense was, his turnovers were a major problem. And the, the um, Celtics outscored the Sixers 24 to 2 in transition. A lot of those came off of Joel Embiid's. I don't even remember what he had finished with five or six turnovers. All of them were bad. All of them were live ball turnovers. Uh, he was poor for most of that game. I think he turned it on a little bit there in the fourth quarter. He started maybe doing a little bit less offensively, letting the game come a little more natural, kicking the ball out sooner when those double teams came. But for the most part, he didn't look prepared. He didn't look in rhythm. And he didn't look like he gave, quite honestly, very good effort either. Mm-hmm. And for an opening night, that was as... And look, Boston is 
probably going to end up being the best defensive team in the league when all is said and done. Yep. They're very good in that regard. They've always been real good at sending doubles and confusing Joel Embiid. They're probably the best or second best in the league at doing that. So you understand, but if you're talking about, you know, I, I wrote the other day, I said, I think they're going to win 56 games, best record in East. Joel Embiid is going to be MVP. I predicted all of that. But I think they're probably the, maybe the third highest chance odd team of coming out of the East. And that's because a lot of what they do, when you start talking about going up against the top five defenses, it gets a lot harder. Mm-hmm. I do think you saw some of that last night. Hey, Derek, I know it's only the first game of the season, um, but going in, give me some insight in terms of what you wanted to see overall from the Sixers team in the first game with the new look roster, a slim down James Harden. Um, and when you came out, did you see most of the things you wanted to see or less than the things that you wanted to see? Yeah. Well, I think when you talk about real early in the season, you look at a couple things. First of all, coaching decisions, lineup decisions, roster decisions. Um, you know, what's, what does Doc's rotation look like? Which players are, is he pairing alongside of each other? Yeah. Uh, so we got a good insight into that. You know, he, he spoke before the regular season started that he wanted to split up his stars, keep two of them on the court as much as possible. For the most part, I think he did that. After the starters started going to the bench, you started seeing, uh, you know, pairing that included Harden and Tobias Harris, along with a couple of role players, and then an Embiid Maxi pairing with a couple of role players. He stuck to that. The other thing, coaching and, and rotation-wise, is he went with Montrez Harrell over Paul Reed, even though Paul Reed had been the backup center to start the preseason. So that was cer- <clears throat> certainly something of note, not something um, yeah, I think against that matchup specifically, I think maybe a, a more switchable defender would have helped. But also, you touched on it, how does James Harden look? Because he did have a summer to train from that hamstring, whereas the previous season, he really did not. And in the preseason, he didn't necessarily look like he had great bursts or different bursts. But you never know in the preseason because, quite frankly, players are playing at half speed. I thought he looked real good physically uh, last night. I thought he was getting off uh, into the paint, off the dribble, better than he had been after the six acquired him last year, really, at any point. Um, So I think that was a very good takeaway. And also, it helps when that step back three is working and, and that let him put up a big night. But I think physically he looked better. And that's certainly, you know, if you're talking about a couple of takeaways, it's Embiid and how much he struggled. But on the positive end, Harden coming back and looking like that more regularly than not mm-hmm. would be huge for the team. I'll, I'll follow up on that with, with Maxi because it was quiet early, Derek. I know he came on later in the game. He he sort of looked out of rhythm uh, a little bit early as well. Um, what was your sense of what was going on with him? Because I know how high the expectation is for everybody for him. Yeah, and you know he looked at it with him early, and then he had like seven points in like three minutes or late in the third quarter. And mm-hmm. for a brief moment where it looked like the Sixers might have a chance to come back in that game, he was driving a lot of that. That got mm-hmm. stamped out pretty quickly because the Sixers didn't make a stop in the entire second half, or at least I'll have to verify that, but it didn't seem like watching it live they made a single stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he had moments where he looked good. I thought he was passive a little bit too often than not. I do think with him and Tobias Harris, you know, Tobias Harris came out and had seven or nine points real early and then got quiet as well you're always going to have to try to make an effort, especially on nights where James Harden does have so much going on of getting them more looks. And that's one thing where when Harden goes to the bench and you have Embiid and, and Maxi, I would love to see them rely on Maxi a little bit more because he got his shots. He got really good looks at the basket. He was really efficient, really effective. Uh, you just want more from him. Uh, and I think that's something we're going to have to I, I, look overall outside of Joel Embiid's turnovers. Offense was not the problem last night. It was, uh, it was the other side of the court. It was yeah. transition defense. It was half court mm-hmm. defense. You're, when you have nights like that, when James Harden is cooking like that, I think you are going to have, you're going to look up and maybe say, man, I wish Maxie would have gotten a few more touches. But because Harden was so successful, it's hard for me to complain too much about that. Right, right, right. Well, do you think that's a product of um, 
coaching and not being aware of what you need to do to get your guys going on the defensive side of the ball and the transition defense, you know, things of that nature. You know, what how do how do they go about fixing this? Is this something the players do, or is this something that uh, you know, this this coach has to do? You know, Doc has to make it yeah. happen. It's a great question um, because last year they just didn't, especially in the first half of the season, they just really didn't have too much personnel to do so. Like when mm-hmm. you're starting Tyrese Maxey and Seth Curry in the backcourt, there was only so much they could really do defensively. But one area, and they have much better defensive personnel this year. Or this year, You didn't really see that last night. I thought especially DeAnthony Melton didn't quite make the impact that I think they were hoping for. But transition defense is the one where you look at, and that was so bad last year. That was so bad last night. There is a carryover effect there. Um I'm not entirely sure what they're doing wrong outside of just not being real committed. And I'm mean, first of all, they have to turn the ball over less transition defense starts on offense, but there's just not a commitment to getting back that you would have hoped to see last night. Uh, and that has to change. And that might be coaching. That might be motivation. That might be the core players they have here, um, but they have to do a better job because last year they were the worst offensive rebounding team in the league last year, in part because they didn't have a lot of offensive rebounders, but in part because they made a, a very concerted effort to get their guys back in transition because they know they are that bad defensively in transition that they had to almost uh, sneak out and leak out and abandon the offensive glass because they were so bad. Um, that's been a carryover, and that's something that I think has to change. Yeah, Derek, to illustrate your point, 24 to 2 fast yeah. break points. I mean, whoa, yeah. that, that is a scary, frightening number. The, the one thing, and it, and it happened early, and I'm saying to myself, I don't know if he's ever going to learn this lesson. Embiid still tries to put it on the floor and drive the paint in traffic. I'm not yeah. talking about when he's got a clear lane. And, and a couple of those, you referenced it earlier, lead to those breakouts, and that's how you start getting yourself in a hole. Yeah. Uh, no, he he he, play, he played like he was – like this was 2017. Uh, right. When he gets into some of his bad habits, you know, I think in the last couple of years, he's done a better job of passing out of double teams, passing before double teams get there. Um, I, his handle has certainly improved. I do think sometimes I can give him maybe some a little more confidence than you would hope uh, and can lead to some of those turnovers. But he played like he was confused by the double teams, and that led to <laughs> – drives into traffic, post-ups that he probably shouldn't have tried and that were high-risk spots. And quite frankly, the Sixers have so much offensive firepower right now, and we just referenced that James Harden played great. Tyrese Maxey wasn't utilized enough. You have so much offensive firepower around him. He doesn't need to force it like he did maybe two or three years ago, um, and he's certainly got to do better. He's, he's just got to be better. Hey, Derek, my next question is is, is kind of jokingly, but um, a serious tone behind it as well. I alluded to earlier, we see a slim down James Harden, great first game of the season, but let's face it, we still have that concern hovering over him about the injury history. If you could put it in perspective, what's the over-under in terms of games before he clutches that hamstring again? Uh, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that over under is 0. 0.5. But look, these those lower body injuries when you get to be 33, 34, yep. like those are no joke. Uh, yep. And even with the best intentions, even with if his his conditioning and his offseason work was tip top, there's just a chance that that's going to go haywire. Um, that is for sure a, a a big concern. Big concern. Flip side, Derek. Uh, how good is Boston, man? I mean, I think a lot of us looked at it and said we don't really know. I mean, the coaching shakeup could could do some weird things to guys' heads, but I don't know. They didn't appear that affected to me. No, no, they didn't. Um, no, and, no. you know, you, you start off, they were, again, I think the best defensive team last year. I expect them to be the best defensive team this year. They added a real key half-court contributor, Malcolm Brogdon. He played well. Um, he doesn't have to try to do too much, and he's going to be a real effective option for them. They are a – if you look at where they were midseason last year compared to now in terms of their offensive attack, their ball movement, the way that they are able to control a game, 
Uh, I mean, Joel Embiid made a joke halfway through uh, the season last year where they played Boston on one night and then Charlotte the next. And he said, hey, these Hornets were way tougher to guard because all Boston does is try to ISO you all game long. They've grown so much in their offensive attack. They are a very good team. I think they are the best team right now in the Eastern Conference. You know, I do think there is a little bit of uncertainty with the coaching change, but it certainly didn't show up last night. But in terms of roster, I think they are the, the best. Um, you know, I think the Sixers, the way I phrase it, I think the Sixers have as much theoretical upside as Boston and Milwaukee. But I think Boston and Milwaukee, there's a higher probability they will reach that upside. And I think Boston is outside of the coaching, which again, wow. caveat, I think mm-hmm. Boston has the the highest chance. I think they're just the safest team. They're, wow, they're the that's... best two-way team out of the group. Yeah, you look at I them, agree, they play well, man. Brown and Tatum, you know, they're going to give you a good 30 every night. Yeah, I gave, gave you 70 last night. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, but um when um when you when you look at this team, um we don't talk much about it, but how how can we get you know a guy like Tobias Harris more involved with everything? You know, I think Tobias is still, you know, they were talking about him being one of the big three. Uh, but now he's 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 almost an afterthought now. You know, I mean, I saw a lot from him last year in the playoffs where he did step it up as far as defensively. Um, a little bit in scoring, you know, what do you see from Tobias Harris this year in his production? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, it's, it's tough because on the one hand, he's probably the one who's going to sacrifice the most. Um, Tyrese Max is just such an up and coming scorer, uh, and he's made so much progress and he's so dangerous with the ball in his hand that you can't really take it out of him too much. We, we all sort of agree. He had the ball too little last night and James Harden's by far, and it's not even close, but by far your best passer on the team. So you need the ball in his hands, even when he's not maybe scoring a lot, you need him to get the defense in rotation and to really create scoring opportunities. So somebody has to lose touches. I think that's going to be Tobias a lot. You know, he took six threes last night, which was good to see. You saw him in the preseason, maybe working on that where he would run off of pin down screens and get open on the perimeter. For him, it's going to come down to, you know, he, he had a lot of opportunities last year where mm-hmm. his, he's a little slow on the trigger on a lot of the perimeter shots where he has an open look and maybe his confidence isn't there or he's just not comfortable taking a three that quickly. I think he's been working on that. I think he's shown flashes of that. He got off six threes last night. Three of them went in. I think that's going to help, but he's probably not going to be a 20 point per game score this year. I think that's just sort of the way that this team is constructed, unless you miss significant injury time and knock on wood. I think they certainly hope that that doesn't happen. Mm. Derek, I got to ask you about the bench and I, and I really, I'm with you. You mentioned Melton. I really love that move uh, this off season. I think house will help them. I, I think the bench is certainly better. It, you know, wasn't the case last night, but I want to ask you about somebody specifically and in, in, in reading some of your, your stuff and your tweets, I think you and I are on the same page, but I just, I'm curious, what do you make at this point of Matisse Thibel? Like yeah. what, what is, what is he at this point? I mean, he is one of the five to 10 best defenders. Who's pretty much completely unplayable on offense. And this is a league in the NBA where that's tough to navigate. Uh, I mean, we saw that with Ben Simmons and the shooting there. And at least Ben Simmons had the passing to, provide some value and can push the ball in transition. And Disciple really gives you nothing on offense as close to unplayable offensively as you can be for somebody who is otherwise a very useful player. And the Sixers have more depth defensively on the wings than they had in previous years, specifically because of, of Daniel house and DeAnthony Melton and also PJ Tucker. So they're a little less, I'm going to say this acknowledging that there was no perimeter defense played last night. They're a little less desperate than for Matisse Thibel's defense than they were last year. But even so they are susceptible because house is still relatively short because Melton is still relatively small 
and and your starting backcourt of Maxi and Harden are are is a short backcourt. Mm-hmm. They could use mm-hmm. his side on the perimeter. Um, there there is a real concern that some of the teams with bigger wings can punish them defensively in a way that will be problematic in the playoffs. And Matisse Thybul mm-hmm. would help um, counter that. But I think they're really cognizant of the fact that look, he makes he would make he would have made Jason Tatum's life more difficult last night, no doubt about it. He would have made Joel Embiid's life more difficult too. Uh, and I think there's a balancing act there when they're deeper now. I, I don't expect him to be out of the rotation all season. I think he'll get a crack at it, both because of injury and also because they, there will be nights where they need him, and you just want to give him a chance to prove himself. But I think that offense is a very real concern. Hey, Derek, picking up on what you and, and, and Rob were just talking about in terms of the bench, um, and again, I don't want to make too much of this because it's only the first game of the season, but – you look at a Celtics bench that, that contributed 34 points last night, a Celtics yeah. bench that contributed just 11 points. We all agree in unison that this Sixers roster looks better on paper, especially yeah. in terms of defensive help. But is it also a bench that can that can rise up? Maybe and not just one guy, but several guys that can rise up and give you 20, 25 points off the bench on any given night. Yeah, I mean, you're certainly not going to have very many nights like that. None of these guys right. are what you would classify as scorers. Yes, uh, except for That's George Niang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the key, and and this is I think part of the reason why Doc went with his rotation the way he did. You're going to have two stars on the floor pretty much at all times. Mm-hmm. You're going to be running your offense through either all of um, you know Embiid, Maxi, Harden, and Harris if, in the starting lineup, or two of them at any given point. So you're really looking yeah. for players to complement them. And I think that's why they went with a lot of players who could both shoot from the perimeter and play yep. acceptable to good defense and. That's what you're looking for. But if you're looking for like, there's, there's no Lou Williams, prime Lou Williams on this, this team. Um, there's, mm. there's, that's just not anything that they really have. And I think that's okay because again, last night was really outside of Embiid's turnovers. That was a, a defensive problem uh, the other night. It's, it's really that house and Melton and Tucker didn't make the kind of defensive impact. And Embiid was atrocious defensively that you yeah. expected. Yeah. yeah. So you bring up Tucker. Uh, I, I was a little disappointed in not only his defense, but he didn't really help a ton on the boards either last night, Derek. He was, I don't know. He knocked down that one corner three, but he didn't do much really on either end. I yeah. didn't think to impact things. No, he didn't have a, a, a great night. And that was a, you know, that's a, a team that's really one of the bit major reasons why not them specifically, but that style of play is one of the major reasons why they went out there and got him. Uh, because he can theoretically make Jason Tatum's life more difficult. Mm-hmm. He can make Jalen Brown's life more difficult. And I think most nights he will. You know, Part of it was the Sixers were playing a real soft uh, drop pick and roll coverage, and Tatum and Brown could just step into a mid-range jumper whenever they wanted. Part of that was because I don't think Joel Embiid was the top of his game, and that makes the guy going through a screen, that makes his life much more difficult. And part of that was Tatum and Brown were just exceptionally on fire, but also, he didn't have a particularly great night either. Um, I think the activity was there. The effectiveness was not. I think he will be good for them. But it is tough because, like I said, they start they start the game off at a disadvantage defensively because of, of Maxi and Harden. So I think they're going to have to ask Tucker to do maybe more than he's accustomed to because they don't really have any other stopper in that starting lineup. Mm. Tough at it for a guy at that age, too. Uh, right, that's yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's going to be really tough. You, it's a, you that's a big that ask. Yeah. Um, why, why do you think MB came with the first game with this type of in- – not, I'm, I'm not even gonna say I'm enthusiasm about the game. I, I didn't think that he had that 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 eye of the tiger look, you know, going into the game, even to start off. Yeah, no, I have I have no idea. I have no, and I, I wasn't up there in Boston for this one. I didn't travel for this one. I have no idea. 
I have. It was a really disappointing. I don't know if it is the combination of he just didn't play a whole lot in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was you know something went wrong and he got frustrated. <laughs> I don't know if he just. I I don't know. It was borderline inexcusable. It was a really bad performance from him. Really bad energy. Um, he didn't look like he was connected to the game all that much. He looked like, quite frankly, he was watching the Phillies game. Uh, and, and doing a double screen duty there. He was really disinterested. He was, was frustrated. He's was excited for that union playoff run, yeah. Derek. That's what it's in that hype video they put out with Jay yep. Wright. Oh, um, my goodness. Let me ask you, last one from me, and this is uh, more of an Eastern Conference thing than specifically the Sixers, but uh, you mentioned a couple of the other teams. Brooklyn's a tough team for me to handicap because there's a million different variables yep. here. Uh, yep. you have any idea what they're going to be this year? None at all. No, and that's yeah. why, you know, Vegas continues to put them as one of the premier contenders, pretty much right in lockstep with someone like the Sixers, because I think they just don't know what to make of them either. And they don't want to get burned by them. And public sentiment is still probably pretty strong, which is a little surprising, but no, they are the ultimate wild card in pretty much every, every respect. Hey Derek, do you think the minor skirmish between Joel and and smart last night is setting the tone for what this, this rivalry this season is going to be? Yeah, I think, uh, no, I mean, I think those two are, they'll, they'll always find a reason to get into something like that. Um, no, I mean, I think it's a little rivalry because they will be, there's so much um, at stake because it, both teams are real legitimate title contenders. And and B and Smart are that kind of players where there's a combination of intensity and having a grudge and also being paid actors um so i think they're going to bring out the the that side of each other every time come on derek i love that and they're acting come on derek i need i need an old school rivalry like the bad boys in detroit how the the celtics hated the knicks and the lakers hated the Celtics. you are not getting that i need some i need some old school bad boy black blood come on man tatum and Embiid spent pretty much all summer working out together i don't think you're gonna get that but you remember it no. Let me ask you this then. I mean, our, our, our former guy, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, how do you think that whole trio is, is coming together? You know, what do you think? What are your expectations of that? I'm sorry, Ben, ben who? I don't, the name doesn't ring a bell. Derek loves <laughs> talking about Ben Simmons. There is probably nothing. Did you think you were going to get off this without us at least mentioning him? Yes. I'm just happy it's not an everyday conversation. Uh, look, I think theoretically, <laughs> offensively, they can all fit. Um, you know, I think Ben doesn't really want to be a scoring focal point. And I think on that team is one of the few where nobody would ask him to do so. Defensively, I think is where the concern comes in because you really only have two defenders on that entire team. One is Ben Simmons. The other is Nick Claxton. Neither of them can shoot at all. There's no floor spacing when you have the two of them on the court together. It's going to be real hard to have two of, there's only two defenders they really can turn to to try to keep them competitive. And if you can't have both of them on the court at the same time, I don't know how they're going to get any stops. Now they might win a bunch of games, 135 to 125. And I think if they don't implode, they have a chance to do that, but it's just tough for me to see them as a real legitimate title threat because they might be one of the five worst defensive teams in the league. Derek, thanks, man. Thanks Listen, a lot, man. I appreciate we, you. Man. We're looking forward to talking to you during the year, and you can follow him on Twitter at Derek Bodner NBA. And of course, the uh, the Daily Six is phenomenal, man. You do an awesome job, and uh, we appreciate you hopping on for a couple minutes. Today. Thank, Thank you, man. you, Derek. Appreciate yeah, my it. My pleasure. Anytime. All right, take care. That's Derek Bodner. Yeah, I'll tell you guys. Here's what I don't get, and we you know we touched on it right off the top. Embiid comes out, looks like he's unprepared to play. The coach looks like he has them unprepared to play. 
I'm sorry. Did I? I mean, you've had an entire offseason to gear up and be ready. Boston, with you know, a guy taking over not all that long ago, had his guys ready to play. Tatum was ready to play. Jalen Brown was ready to play. How does this ha- I'm not, look if you if you lost a hard fought battle 115, 114, all right, you tip your hat. Boston's really good. But you know, there were stretches there where the Sixers were totally lost. I don't get it. Um, here's what I'm going to equate it to. You had a Boston team that um, went to the conference finals a season ago, basically brought itself back intact outside of the embarrassment of the now former head coach uh, misgivings. You added, uh, you, added a, you added a marginal player who's past his prime in, in Blake, but can still give you significant contributions, especially on the board. You, had a, you have a 76ers team that is changing the complexion of his team Make wholesale changes in a lot of ways in terms of the bench, uh, adding a new starter. And a lot of times when you think about how many how many preseason games they play, six? Yeah, eight? five. Yeah, okay. five-ish. So I think, you know, it's like with football. You know, no matter what you do in a preseason, that's not like when the real bullets start flying and people really start scheming for you. So I'm going to give credit to the fact that Boston is a team that knows each other well and they played like it compared to a 76ers team that is finding its way in terms of getting a lot of new components adjusted to each other. You have the big four and, you know, the, the four, uh, you know, returning. Yeah. But when you're incorporating all these other guys now, it's going to take a little time for everybody to know their, their roles night in and night out. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I just, you know, and yeah, you can't get crazy after one game, but there were just some things that, that you saw that it sort of felt like deja vu moments where it's like, did they really improve? Is this the same team? Are we fooling ourselves? You know, just thinking it's going to be different this year and they're ultimately a playoff team, but not good enough to get deep into the playoffs. You know, all that kind of reared its ugly head. You know, we'll see. Now, going forward here with them and what they have coming up, the loss at Boston last night, uh, 126-17, but then they're home Thursday to Milwaukee. So this doesn't get any easier Thursday night. You get the Greek Greek coming into town. On, on Thursday, it sets up kind of nicely as a sports fan in Philadelphia because you have the Phillies today, Phillies off tomorrow. You, you got a Sixers game right there uh, at seven thirty tomorrow night, so that should be pretty sweet. This this is this I is agree. exactly what you want, man. This is exactly what you want. I just don't, I, I just can't see, and I don't understand how you can come in and not want to play going into this season. You know, perfect basketball. You know what I mean? You want to go in and show everybody, look, we are. The, you know, the, 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 the head of the pack. And it just goes, it, it showed us that, um, you know, you got a rookie coach coming in and he had his guys going. It looks like they're ahead of the pack right now. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's get a, a quickie here. We'll do a little combo when we come back. The Flyers. Yes. The Flyers are undefeated. They came back against a really good team on the road last night to win three, two. We'll talk some Flyers. And we'll dip back into the Eagles and maybe some of the things that are concerning us a little bit when it comes to the birds. At 2 o'clock, uh, we'll talk some NFL. And there's a lot of drama in the NFL, for sure, among the owners, uh, Tom Brady, etc. We'll get into all of that. Uh, we'll swing it back to the Sixers later on in the show. You don't want to go anywhere. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flint Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problems that you may face. So if you do have any type of tree issues, 
in your yard and your property. If that's the issue, if that's the case with you, they're a quick phone call away. Very simple. They're experts trimming all types of trees and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we're in that time of year now. Hurricanes, some bad storms, winds, those kind of things. It's a great time to have your trees evaluated to make sure that everything is good to go. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured. And- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. disabled workers obtain benefits as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state if you've been injured at work give pond lee hockey a call it's a fall car fest and jeff d'ambrosio destination downingtown says yes you can jeff says yes you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait yes you can still get low prices leases and big discounts yes you can still get low interest financing and jeff always says yes you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle when the other dealers say no you can't jeff says yes you can jeff d'ambrosio destination downingtown nobody treats you better jeep adventure days
Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Um, Adam has a good question from the chat section. Adam's exploits uh, for Derek. This one's for Derek Barrett. What are your thoughts when you when you read that, uh, Derek? Um, I'm sorry, I can't read English. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I don't I don't read English well. Here's my here's my answer, Adam. Okay, first of all, how do you define chat regulars? And I want you Adam to give is me a officially number. a chat regular, by the way. Okay, he is. he is, but he but he's saying the chat regulars. Okay, so that means a a bunch of people. Adam, I want you to take a survey and tell me <laughs> how many people in here do you think are chat regulars, and then I can give you my answer. And Adam, take into consideration that the cost of meat has gone through the roof <laughs> in the last go. year. Here we go. Wait, no, I'm saying, wait, wait, wait. Do you? Okay, first of all, do we all agree the cost of meat? Has gone through the roof in the uh, last year. Hell yes. Uh, uh, okay. All right. So, is right there. It's Even insane. Hamburgers is a crazy. pound of hamburger. It's ridiculous. Yes. I like when I go to ridiculous. when I go to be uh, go to Costco's or BJ's. I always like to buy it. It's um, it's a two pack of their uh, and it, and I, I like the thicker cut bacon's. Okay. Yep. And I let and it's like cherry wood. Uh, it's a cherry wood brand. Can't think of the yep. name brand, but yep. they're incredible. They I'm paying double. They come yeah, slab. slab. Yeah. yeah. I'm paying double just for stinking bacon. I know. I'm gonna go out there and find me a hog and start butchering hogs uh, myself. Easy, easy, Peter. Line <laughs> no, hey, wait, 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 Peter. You know, Peter. Peter's gonna call all these different uh, uh, butcher butcher shops before they call me. Okay, because I'm sure people on like Peter who are protecting animals eat bacon also. Okay. Hey, you according know what? to Xander, Jacob what? will provide all meats, so you're off the hook. Wait, wait, right, wait, wait. Well, let me see. Let me see this. Check the, uh, check the Jacob will chat. provide all meats. Okay, uh, Xander. Xander, that's fine and dandy, uh, but I want that in writing. Verbal promises mean nothing to me, first of all. <laughs> I want everything you say. I mean, here's look at Adam, D-Gun. I used uh, my McDonald's app for a $3 bagel sandwich and got a senior senior coffee for $109. I see Adam's Adam's working the uh, the system, man. Adam, you, you didn't answer my question, though. Oh, you can say D Gun. You can safely invite me. I live in Sweden. All right, Christian, you're invited. <laughs> See, I just bailed you out there, man. Yeah, I, but gave you, I gave you a lifeline. Now, ask, ask New Jersey fishing maniac, bro. What? The cost to go fishing these days is ridiculous. I mean, it's, oh my it's, goodness. It's, I mean, you can only have at the most three flounders. You got you got two that are like over eighteen, but if you get any one other, you can have one more. Over twenty one. Now, right. Just to cost you in fuel alone, diesel fuel alone, to get out there to, to go fishing an entire day, probably going to cost you every bit of about one hundred fifty bucks in, in fuel. Then you know it's, it's like every you know it's oh, ten dollars, ten to twelve dollars a rig. 
it's ten to twelve dollars a rig. And what about and then, big? you know what a rig is? You know the 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 you know the grub, the 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 hook, you know all that yeah. stuff you know yeah. belong to it with the sinker and stuff. That's gonna cost you anywhere to ten to twelve bucks. True. So you lose those. You lose those. Probably you'll probably lose about ten or fifteen of those. So that's another hundred, hundred twenty bucks, hundred ten bucks. You know, and then you know you got food. You got to eat out there. I mean, I mean, it, oh, just, yeah. it, it becomes real, to take to take to go out. You know, and I can I can probably ask Captain Captain this Captain Tony this. He probably pays fifty about five hundred bucks every time he goes out. Damn. Okay. Oh yeah, at, at least. Yeah, hey, uh, so that's an uh, expensive speak- flounder. Yeah. Does, that's to, if you catch answer- something. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, to answer uh, NJ Fisherman Maniac, uh, earlier in the show, he had a question. It was not pertaining to what we were talking about, but I saw him he was asking about where's Lake Mendota. And to answer your question, it's in Madison, Wisconsin. It's right off the University of Wisconsin uh, campus. Beautiful lake. Yeah, it People is. People go out, you know, sailing, swimming, boating. But it is also a prime fishing lake in the state of Wisconsin as well. Uh, what is this, Chris D? I'm a chat regular. A yeah, Chris regular. D, you are. I'm, I'm in on this. She'll fly I'm in a from red Ma- meter. Wait, from flying Maui. from Maui? Chris, yes. if you come in from Maui, you have to bring us some Hawaiian pineapples, uh, mangoes. Uh, what else? What else do they have out there? Um, if you, you know, come I, to this bash, you cannot come empty-handed. <laughs> but, of course, all of this is predicated on my wife approving this. Okay. The boss, no, more, aka no, more, the boss. Yeah, yes. more on me. It's more on me approving it more right. than anything else in this. All case. right, so we'll we'll keep you posted on that one. All right, good, so, good, so good Adam, work by Adam, Adam. Adam needs to take a poll. First of all, I want to know how many people consider themselves regulars. And keep in mind, I know who's lying because I know who's been on here since day one when we started back on April eighteenth. One of the few numbers that I can remember compared to uh, Rob Ellis, who sits and dream up numbers. This is day one hundred and forty-seven of our show. Yeah, oh, excuse, me. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being wrong there. My Rob. streak okay. is intact still. Rob, what do you have like an abacus somewhere? You just keep this stuff on. What do you how do you keep all these numbers? Now, yeah, no, because every time he mentions a number, I notice he looks his, he looks off to the side. All He's got his knowledge. It's all stored in the vault, Gunner. Uh, don't don't right, question you know, the system. Are you guys like me, Don? I've talked to you about this before. When it comes to names, I can't remember people's names to save my life. You know, bro, um, CG, bro, big birds. I can't remember look, anything. But but <laughs> when it comes to like social security numbers, addresses, phone numbers, even credit card numbers, my wife goes, how do you remember this stuff? I don't know. I can remember numbers that I only look at maybe once in a blue moon, but people I've worked with for 20 years, I'd still walk around. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, hey, hey how you doing over there? I, 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 I think stuff is. from when you're younger sticks in your brain more. Uh, well, how younger. about this? No, you I remember, remember names when I was young. All right. I, I I can I can just remember places I've been. So I, I I know how to get. See, Derek stopped sending me his address when I you know when I come down. So I just remember how to get there. I know exactly how to get there. I just don't know the address. Yeah, a road. So I can I can yeah. I can't give you guys the address, but if you follow me, we can go. Bears line. <laughs> how about that. See, see Bears line because because see what I don't give him, my children are more than happy to give him. See, he's lying to you. He don't remember how to get here. He couldn't I do. tell you one of, without GPS, you could not find my house. I do. I do. I do. So you go by the mall, man. Go by the mall, go down. Go by the mall, go down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I, don't don't say it on here. I don't oh. want strangers showing up. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't want the strangers knocking at my door. I'm so and so from the chat room. I don't know who you are. I was just, I was just about I'm about to tell you straight, man, because I because no, I know the exact no. field you're talking about. Remember, you told me about that field. I know exactly where the field is because I passed the field going to your yes. house. 
Yes. Okay. You passed the field, and then you pass, and then you pass DJ Jazzy Jeff's house. You didn't even know that. Oh, but that. that I actually did. Yep. You I passed DJ that. Jazzy Jeff's house, which Big is about quarter mile. Yeah, he's Jeff. a huge. We're gonna get him on the show. It's hard to pin him down, but this dude is a huge sports fan. Cool. Um, All right, and I've had him on other platforms before. So okay. All right, let's let's uh let's hit some flyers. I don't, you know, we didn't have think about this, guys. I was thinking about this when we were when I was put the show together. The the it's interesting because the when we started the show, as you pointed out, Derek, April eighteenth, uh, twenty twenty two, the flyers were completely cooked at that point. I mean, just yep. couldn't be more done, right? And other than maybe mentioning, you know, Tortorella, uh, you know, being hired and and whatnot, we we have done very little flyers talk. Be- Rightfully so, because they stink and have stunk. Um, and what we do, we get cussed out. Yeah. Well, they look. They they went in. They've gone into this season with very little expectations, as you would expect. Uh, in fact, most people thought they'd be the worst team in the NHL. Now it's three games. You don't get nuts, but here's where I'll give them credit. You know, they knocked. First of all, they knocked off a really good team last night. They were down two nothing. They've come back from two goal deficits already twice this year in three of their games, right? They didn't do that all of last year. No. Right. They had no. Zero comebacks <laughs> no. from two no. goal deficits. They already have That's two crazy. this year. Right. So, you know, there are positive signs. Like Hart looks really good. Yes, Hart's off does. to a nice start here for them. He played it well again last night. They've only given up two goals in each of the three, not total, but per game. They're giving up two goals per game. So far. So I know Barrett, you were in on it. Defensively, they're looking a lot better. You ain't never lied. They are looking a lot better. They are protecting the blue line very, very well. Um, you know, because they're they're making a concerted effort. They're trying to debo people, you know what I'm saying? They're being aggressive. And I and I like that aspect of it. But when you look at look at this, this, this um this team, I mean, you look at their starting lineup, it looks pretty good. You know, it, it really does look pretty good. I mean, imagine when uh Kateria gets back. When yeah. you got Hayes, you got Lawton. Connect me, mm-hmm. Proveral. I mean, you know, Con- uh, Carter Hart. Yep. Um, if those are guys that were are supposed to have been centerpiece guys on this team, and I guess they're finally starting to realize that, all right, they drafted us in here to play, you know, meaning, you know, Connect me and Proveral, sure. you know, and, yeah. and Carter Hart. But they're supposed <laughs> to be the pillars of this team, and they're finally getting yeah. it, I guess. To use a to use a hockey term, Carter Hart has been standing on his head. Yeah, that man had thirty seven saves last night. He's a significant reason why they won that game. No when you question. consider um, how how badly the Flyers were outshot last night, Carter Hart, you know who was who's, who was chastised much of last season, has been standing on his head the, the first three games of the season. Now, is that a direct influence of the new coaching staff? I'm going to say so far, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you have to consider. That. I mean, all three games didn't they come from behind and win all three? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, well, I'll tell you what, what you what you knew you were getting. Now, the, the question of talent is a whole different story. But what you knew you were getting with Tortorella was they were going to be more disciplined, you know, first and foremost. <laughs> they were going to be – at least make an effort to be more sound defensively. Those are the two things that he's the, – the, the foundation of what he does. And you've gotten that so far. You don't see a lot of dumb stuff from the flyer. At least you haven't so far. And – you're helping your goalie out a lot more than he was helped out the last couple of years where it was exactly. a free for all in front of him. So what's the matter, exactly. Derek? <laughs> Why did we start this barbecue stuff? This is ridiculous. <laughs> One guy says, I'm going to bring a bushel of clams. Hey, Chris D, if you're jumping on, we're all planning a potluck barbecue <laughs> for the chat room regulars. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this guy, Mole, 
right, because I'm definitely coming to the pub for some barbecue. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna have to have every grill that you own going at the, at this rate, Dad. If if we even came close to doing something like this, first of all, we'd have to do it at a park. Yes. I'm not doing it at my house. Okay, yes. it would have to be at a park. Uh, secondly, it would have to be in the summer. I'm not doing it, in or, the or like a, just yeah, late spring, some some really late nice spring, weather. Guaranteed. Yeah. So we yeah. got we got until next spring. Hope the price of meat comes down first. I don't trust yeah. Xander talking about Jacob Media will pay for all the meat. It might help with the planning. We could at least plan yeah. it pretty well, right? You know, that, you know, that's for sure. If Barrett, if Barrett helps me grill, I'll consider it. Rob, you're not allowed anywhere near a grill. You know, I Rob, can, uh, you you can serve it. drinks. That's what I'll, you I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be the bartender. <laughs> After what I'm you did with a gas grill, that's still no, that's don't. still frightening. You did it. We like lighter fluid in a gas grill. That's one of my all time favorites. <laughs> no, I, I poured the, the uh, you think? I poured the briquettes into a into a into a gas grill too. <laughs> so, what were what you are you thinking, doing, uh, dude? I, I'm a disaster, man. Did I mean, you turn it, the gas just... on or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you lit it. At one point, I was like. What's that smell? And, and like my eyebrows, like <laughs> you know. <laughs> you lucky you didn't blow up the propane tank. Uh, trust me on that. I know. Uh, trust me. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's Trish do it gun. in the winter so people leave early. And we're, <laughs> <laughs> oh my and, god! And where and where are we holding this event, Trish? It looked like Trish was on board with the uh, with the gun estate. Yeah, they, and, they, 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 the compound. No, she didn't say that. She didn't say that. No, she just said, let's do it in the winter. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and where are we holding this, Trish? That's a good question. <laughs> we'll figure this out. Oh, um, my goodness. But, yeah, you know, I'll be bartending, and I'll uh, I'll play, like, cornhole with people. I'll do all that stuff. You, you Bro, play. I'm telling you what, man. I I am getting I, I am getting away from, from Voorhees, New Jersey, man. So I am looking for some land. Where you going? Down to South Jersey somewhere, man. I got to get out of here, man. I, I got to get Wait, out of here. Well, what's the difference if you stay in Jersey? You're still playing, paying a high property tax. Yeah, but see, so it's, it's different places in Jersey. You know, like the farther you go up north, the higher it gets. Yes. But we're in, in the area. Anything New York suburb is insane. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, like even if I got three quarters of an acre. You got a huge yard. I got three quarters of an acre. Who? And my taxes are are, are twenty thousand dollars a year. Or I only have a, I only have a, I only have a third. Your, your yard is much bigger than mine. I'm, I'm I have a third. You have way bigger yard than I do. Nope, I have, I have three absolutely not. Your yard looks smaller because you have one of those cement ponds like the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> and you got toys all over your yards, like cars you're building. Oh so your God. yard looks smaller. But my yard is definitely <laughs> – what is this? It has to be during football season. Football no, season? No. Can't have during football. Yeah, Chris D., we'll clean up Mrs. Gunn. Right. And we'll <laughs> Wait. Oh, and Bob, what did Bob 316 say? I'm not leaving. See, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. You're like, uh, listen, uh, no See, more food, and we're something. out of drinks. Let me tell you, Wait, Trish, let me tell you Trish would be like, uh, Derek, can you ask uh, some of these people to leave, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, your grandkids be saying, you got to go. Yeah. You got to leave. Cause they'll, they'll, oh, they'll his grandkids, oh, don't, oh. they ain't got a problem with telling you what's on their mind. Especially Luke. Oh, Luke. That's why, why all when these I come people by, here? Yep, I'll... I, I, I'll come bearing gifts every time I come. I come bearing gifts. I know better. I will say this though. And I, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, Barrett. Now Barrett's going to come in and stir up trouble and try to embarrass yeah, me in front yeah, of that's people. All he's no, do. that's not happening. You know, the more I think about this, the more I realize I'm not too sure about this. Yeah, you know, no. See, this is Barrett. This would be Barrett's prime, prime opportunity to come in here 
and to get back at me for a multitude of I'll things. I'll start. I'll, I'll start a bar for Ram. You guys, where was that? Lean on me. Oh God, the, the no, best story uh, ever told. Stand, stand by me. Stand, uh, by, stand by me. Stand, stand by, by me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was oh, like my the greatest goodness. story that was ever. Unbelievable. And what, what were they? They were either like blueberry pie. Was it? Right. What, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. He said, we'll back for a bar for Rama. Bar for Rama. Yes. I will, I will say the most people we've had here at our house for a function was 89. I believe it was the, the 89 people for That's a function. That's a big number. Here. That's a big it number. It is a big number. It is a big yeah. number. And now, now that we redid the deck and expanded the deck, we can kick a lot of people outside, you know. Yeah, I, I, point. like I said, I've had 350 people over my house. Damn. 350? That's yeah. like a wedding, yeah. man. Where did you put all these people? Oh, everybody was in the backyard. Wow. Well, see, that's because you have three quarters of an acre. Yeah, but look, what what you, let me tell you how it happened. It was for it was actually for Halloween. And um I told my 350? Yeah, I said I told my kids, look, here are ten um here are ten invitations that you can use that you give people. And only your, I mean, these are 20, 20 invitations. You can have 20 people here and they, you know, get these, these 20 invitations out and only got only people that have the invitation can come. So I gave them that they give it to 20 people. Well, those 20 people went and ran it off and gave them to everybody. So everybody in school had a, one of those invitations that they copied at the, um, oh. and, 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 and 350 kids, people were coming by and, they weren't even stopping. They were just kicking their kids out the car. Boom. You know what I'm saying? They weren't even stopping to say hello or anything. Yeah, there was no stop. Oh, man. It was the wow. worst thing ever, bro. Oh worst God. thing ever. <laughs> David Kerr, no grilled Cheerios. That's it. And I'm out. That's it. I can't. I won't be there. You guys enjoy. No, I. So we had not that long. It was. I told you guys. Oh we goodness. had uh, the, the seniors had all the. For my daughter's soccer team, we, we all, all the families host, you know, the team for, come over for pasta it's a pasta party right so probably had like i don't know 30 to 40 girls somewhere around there i don't know how many right girls. right right we made enough for like a small army right I, i'm like <laughs> we're, we're making all this stuff i'm like there's no way these kids are going to eat this much pasta right so anyway we fit they the kids are you know they eat they do their thing and they did they did a nice job they're leaving every they were great they were all thank thank you and blah, 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 blah. so we have tons of leftovers right and I'm the type, I have no problem. I love left. Like pasta, especially can hold up for a while. Right. Yeah. 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 So this was like <laughs> probably a month ago. So last night I'm out running around. I come back, I'm starved. It's like six 30. I'm like, I got to eat before the games, you know, whatever. So, uh, I'm like, let me go check on that pasta. I get downstairs and it's like two science projects, man. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> There is there is some growth on there that I don't think scientists could figure out exactly what we're doing. Yeah, look, he, look, he never went to a service safe class. You're gonna have you're gonna have it for like uh five I days, you know. I, 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 like I, I said to Maggie, I'm like, you think this is all right? She's like, Are you nuts? So I threw it all out. And, you, know. Anyway. you know, pasta, one of the food few foods that uh Rob allows his family to eat. That's it, yeah. But they, <laughs> look, no, they already hey. ate, they knew they I, I was eating just I was like a scavenger last night, whatever I could throwing my you know throw it on my throat anyway hey, hey guys look here uh yeah. i see a number of people here talking about i'm a chat regular and i'm like hey i don't remember seeing your name in here every day now see that's the problem man you got people jumping in talking about i'm a chat regular no nah, i'm sorry uh adam adam exploits you have to uh pass his uh his chat regular um, he's the bouncer critique. like he's, he is he's the bouncer okay yep okay. he's the one he's been here from you know from day one yes he's the one that has to clarify this and we have to cap it at 90 
Well, I'm look, sorry, guys, I'm gonna tell you this: 90. there are a lot of guys that there are a lot of people, you know, guys and gals on the chat that started even before this show. They were all with me. Oh, that's true. With Harry and Aton. That's very you know true. What I'm saying? That is fair. And you know, they 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 drug their feet through us and. Yeah, you know, it, it was a bit. Feet. It was a bit different. Put it like it was a bit different <laughs> with those. Yeah, what did, I don't know what happened, man. What, well, what, is, what does a bit what happened, different man. mean, Barrett? What does that mean, <laughs> bro? They used to be on the chat saying all kind of crazy stuff, man. Yeah. You know, those all kind of crazy stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? It, it was, yes. it was, it was wild. Bro. You have a little more wild. stability now. Is that what you're trying to say? Right, right, right. Well, okay. I don't know about stability. You know, what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? don't go that far. <laughs> right, yes. right. But we, I mean, you, look, you look at the chat. Look, look at the chat where uh, Xander said, "You guys are giving me nightmares." Yeah, I know. <laughs> Xander, I, better, I better help Xander and, and move on. Bro, I'm telling you, man. Be, yeah. I mean, oh, we, we had people cuss out the chat. And then they start cussing out each other, you know, going what? back and forth. Yeah, oh, oh, God. Was, are you serious? PTSD. Bro, yes. One of the, well, I will know, say there's a there's a number of names here. I I've, we I, I know we saw um when we had the uh Rob when we had the uh the middle the draft, baby. Yep. The draft show. Yeah, draft show. Um, yep. in uh, April. Yep. Uh, and I've seen a number of these names on uh Big Seals <laughs> show. Yep. Matter of fact, I've seen a number of these names as regulars on our pre and post game shows. Promotion Casino with me, uh, Mark Fazetta, Devin Caney. Yes. <laughs> what is the <laughs> look? Aton hated the chat. <laughs> and look at Jay Med- G Medicine. GG Medicine. I'll bring the plastic forks. <laughs> no, bro. You can bring. You gotta bring something more than plastic forks, bro. I'm sorry. Ain't nobody getting off that cheap, man. Y'all gonna bring some serious hardware. Like oh, some- man. I saw somebody talking about bar- bacon wrap barbecue shrimp. Okay, that person can get in. You're going to bring shrimp. <laughs> the shrimp ain't cheap. You bring in enough shrimp for 90 people, you in. I don't care if you. I don't care if this is your first time joining us on the show. You bring bacon wrap well, shrimp I, for know, 90 people, I'm, you I'm, in. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I don't even care about the barbecue, man. I'm, I want I want the sweets, bro. You just understand the sweets. When oh, Sis get in that, she got, when Sis oh. get the bacon, she she make, she 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 makes some. These cook these peanut butter cookies with the with the uh the chocolate drop in them. Oh, oh yeah, my bro. goodness! Oh, oh my goodness, man! Not hey, only that, man, her 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 ho ho cake uh, chocolate oh. cake with the cream filling. Oh then man, you that's got amazing the, um, too. You have her cheesecakes, and she puts strawberries and blueberries on top of it, and her this uh, glaze on it that's unbelievable. Um, I know, hurt myself. Just, I, that's why when I go to that house, I'm like a kid because I eat the desserts first. <laughs> <laughs> Bear, Bear came to my 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 granddaughter's birthday party, one year old birthday party in July. I stopped counting after four servings of desserts. That he had. The kids were like, "Grandpa, your friend ate all the dessert, and yeah. there's none left for us." He had. Um, you think I'm kidding? Everybody's under the four. tent. Yeah, everybody's under the tent. They were under the tent eating barbecue and everything like. That. I was inside the house. I put house me a chair. I yeah, he was in the chair kitchen. David said, "Justin, what are you doing in here? We told everybody to stay outside. What are you doing in here?" He had crumbs on his face, man, oh all in his God. beard and stuff. I'm like, uh-huh. how many you had? Goes, this, this I just pulled four. the chair up. I just pulled the chair up and sat like, there. Everybody doing? else outside. You know, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Barrett's in like a, a, a dessert coma. Right, right, you, right. I'm, telling you, man. I'm not oh, a big cheesecake person. Her cheesecakes are phenomenal, you yeah, know. And then, and then the capper is she makes this lemon um, pound cake. And sometimes she'll put That's blueberry That's it right in there. It. That's Rob, what I was eating, the lemon Rob, pound cake. I just kept cutting it. And every time I cut it, it seemed like the piece that I cut would disappear. And I had to cut another one and it just kept disappearing. I don't know what happened. So oh so, so 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 <laughs> going back to Xander's comment that he said, Y'all giving me nightmares. 
I think that's Xander's roundabout way of saying this show is like Camelot compared to the show Barrett was on Bro, before this show. I don't, don't know understand. if he's saying that or he's saying you're a nightmare, Derek. I'm not sure. No, he said y'all. He didn't say you. Oh, he said oh, y'all. Oh, Let's oh. see. Bro, there's a difference. Aton, Aton hated the stream and the stream hated Aton. And they would go back and forth, man, back and forth. Uh, it became a ritual, man. And one really? day he just one day he just he just couldn't take it anymore. He just couldn't take it. And, and what he, happened? He they just started ripping each other. Are you and serious? As fast as he was ripping them, as fast as the, the chat line was was ripping him, they were going back and forth. Oh, it was oh it was amazing. I uh, sat back there like you know talking about a bar for Rama. I sat there like this. It's a cussorama. Yeah. Cussorama. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, Mister Taz, you're right. I can I can I can cook venison burgers now. So that that is, hey, you put venison burgers on my grill. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's like that old commercial, Duncan Hines. Remember, said Duncan Hines. They always come back for more. Yeah, right, 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 I, right. If I put it on the grill, you gonna you'll, I you'll believe be it. back. You'll be back. I believe it. All yeah. right, uh, here's what we'll do. When we come back, we are gonna dip back into football. Uh, well, we gotta take a break, man. We having fun, man. Why you always mess up the fun, Rob? Keep going. Keep going. We don't. No, here's the beauty of our show. We take a commercial break. We don't have to take a commercial break. Right. We don't. Barry, you, see how he, you see how he tries to take a commercial break just in the middle of our fun? We don't have to be all X's and O's. We're family. No, we're, we we're argue. Not. We're, <laughs> we're not a family. Look, look they're starting already. No, no, starting we're not all X's and O's. We are. No, they, look, they're starting to go in on them. You know what I'm saying? He said A-Time went off that day. Yeah. Are you serious? That, it was that bad? A-Time sucked. <laughs> Yep, New Jersey, uh, New Jersey fishing maniac. Yes, I've had oak burgers, I've had bison burgers, I've had venison burgers. If like they're done burgers. right, I've loved them all. Yes, I What's do because best? I have a son. My son, jo- bison oh. are the best. Sometimes bison, you know, sometimes venison could be a little gamey though. Yes, depend. See, it depends on how it's prepared. And yeah. the same thing with elk, it can be a little gamey. But yeah. when it's done right, I mean, all three are really good. But on a consistent basis, you know, I used to get my best bison burgers from. Where? Placed, uh, they've, they've closed up a lot of them, but Fuddruckers used to sell a great bison burger. Mm. You know, my I, you son know, loved one them. from there, yeah. They still have yeah. them like sprinkled around, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, but they're not, not as, as prominent not as, as they prominent. used to be, yeah. yeah, not as prominent, you know, as they but, were. like, yeah, they used to have white castles in, in um, why you keep bringing up white castles? Oh, my fault, they used to have white castles in Philly, and they don't have them anymore. I'm pissed off, they don't have you know why, anymore. you know why, Bear? Why because they got smart like me, they realized. You ain't eating meat. They ain't meat you eating. And I'm assuming White Castle gonna call one day and chastise me for ripping this stuff. But you know what? Put a better product on the shelf. That's all I'm gonna say. Yes. I'm so, you know, I, I I'm sorry. You know, I still tip for the life of me cannot understand how this man who is eating at the finest restaurants in America, who is eating at every high class entity known to mankind, both abroad, uh, both in stateside and abroad, and his go to food is a dang White Castle burger. I don't understand. It was amazing, bro. It was amazing. Man. That's the beauty of Barrett. It was amazing. You know? That's what makes him him. <sighs> Rob, go to break. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> All right. I can't Let's take, take it. a timeout. Hey, when we come back, <laughs> I'll give you the Phillies lineup. Uh, Rob Thompson's changed some things up. Oh, right. oh, really? Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll do that when we get back, and we'll dig into the all. The, there is some stuff going on in the NFL, man, between the owners. There's some craziness happening, which I'm we will dig into. For sure, when we get back. All right, we'll do all of that. Don't go anywhere. Barrett, Derek, Rob, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. 
go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Welcome back in, everybody. Oh. Say, what? <laughs> what? What, are, what are you laughing at now, man? There we go. Showtime said Barrett's going to bring five white, 500 White Castle sliders. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You ain't not never bringing a White Castle to my house. It's not out never. of the question. That that never no question. That'll be uh, amazing. You guys don't know. It'll be amazing, man. Could you All imagine, right. though, could you imagine if, if, if we could pull this off just to meet some of these people? That would be that would be hilarious. Cool, man. And get a group picture. That would be that would be phenomenal if somehow somebody could pull that off. It would be. Uh, Well, we'll see. We'll see. We get we get out of football season. We'll see what we can do. Uh, All right. So lineups lineup for the Phillies today. It's a four thirty seven start. The Phillies will be facing Blake Snell, the lefty. That's key. The key part of this thing, a left hander. So here's the lineup uh, for the Phillies today. Up top, nothing real different. Schwarber leads off in left. 
Hoskins at first base hits second. Real Muto is third catching. Harper DHing. Castellanos is in right field. He will hit fifth. Bohm is sixth. Segura seven. Here's where the changeups start happening, guys. Veerling's playing center for Marsh because of the he's a righty versus a lefty. Yep. And and Edmundo Sosa gets the start at shortstop for Bryson Stott. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. Why well, is that? Snell's, Snell's brutal on lefties, man. Let me he's say tough on lefties. He's tough on left-handed hitters. And both Marsh and, and Stott hit left-handed. Obviously, you're not doing that with Schwarber or, or right, Harper right, or any right. of those guys. But so, uh, you know, it's that's kind of it's not shocking. I mean, Thompson's used Veerling in a lot of different roles uh, throughout the course of the year. I was a little bit. I Stott is generally, I think, hangs in there pre, in a pretty tough way. I haven't looked at his splits yet uh, against lefties, but you certainly uh, bring in a big-time defender with Edmundo Sosa. At shortstop, that's for sure. It's not that bad. I mean, it's no, no. And the thing is, when you talk about the changes uh, at the bottom of the lineup, I don't think there's much drop off when you consider those those names you mentioned have been an integral part to the success of this team. Agreed. Yeah. You know, I don't think this is a significant. I mean, a matter of fact, those two, those two guys may be your storyline when this game is all said and done today. Mm. You don't know. Yeah. Offensively, are I, mean, I understand defensively, but offensively, they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, defensively, Sosa is is an upgrade from Stott, and Marsh is probably a slightly better center fielder, but it's close. Veerling's not a bad center fielder at all. He's I mean, done well. Veerling's he, he a better well hitter. They brought in him. Yeah, he, he was doing well before they brought him in. Yeah. I think Veerling's a better hitter. Veerling's had a nice year for them. He has yeah. in, in that you know utility role. That's for sure. All right, so that's uh, that's a Philly. We'll get back to the Phillies in the matchup a little bit. The, the really cool thing, I'm going to stay on it for a minute. The, think about this for a minute. You're Aaron Nola's parents, Aaron and Austin Nola's parents. Yeah. Today they're facing each other. Yeah. Like it's it. You know, yesterday it was one thing when you know Austin's catching for the Padres, but Aaron's not pitching. What do you do, man? What do you do when those two are when 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 Austin's at the plate against Aaron? Oh, that's easy. <clears throat> you got to, I mean, you got to have a jersey and cut it right down the middle of each team that's and right. sew it back together. That's what I yeah. said. Yes, yeah. that's right. Number one, number two, that's a tough one. If one son strikes out the other son, or the one son gets a defining base hit against the other son, yeah, that's a tough one. I'm saying, how do you react? Like, no matter what happens, like this, you can't react <laughs> when Austin's up. You can't react. Right. right, you can't. I mean, you can't. One way or the other, you can't react. At least mommy and daddy know they don't have to work again for the rest of their lives Amen. if they don't want to. Well, you know, Amen. I mean, remember the Watt, the Watt brothers? Oh, yeah. All of them played like uh, they played when when the when the Steelers played Houston, and he and um, JJ was still there, yeah. and yeah. then the other two brothers were playing for Pittsburgh. Right. So that you was still, crazy. You still have all three in the league, I believe. Yeah, I mean, is the fullback still, still hanging around? Yeah, is, I know he's in Pittsburgh. I don't think he's in Pittsburgh anymore. I think I think he's on the West Coast, isn't he? I forget where he is. Where all I know is they had all coast? three kids on this field at the same um, on the uh, on the same field, and uh, they were playing at the same time. But they were on the same field, and it was it was crazy. That I mean, that's got to be a crazy feeling for your um, for your for your parents to see all three of your kids. I think Derek's still field. with the Steelers. Is he? Is yeah. it? Yeah. I'm looking at Let's this. Let's see. Yeah, he's still T- with the Steelers. Okay. TJ yeah. with Houston. Derek. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. By the way, why did? Well, how come Derek uh, was, was the, the outlier with the initial thing? You got JJ. Right, right. I see Derek. Oh, no. He's the only one on offense, too. 
Yeah, I right. feel I feel like an outcast. He's the black him. sheep, man. Like, yeah, what did exactly. he do? Did he go to Wisconsin? He did. He did. Yeah, he all, did. all three of them went to Wisconsin. Why all doesn't he did. go by DJ? Exactly. Right. Right. JJ, TJ, DJ. That's yep. a little confusing. When you get mad, now think about it. When you have okay, you have each one of you have at least two kids. When you get mad, think about how you forget kids' names. All of a sudden, you start calling one the other name and stuff like. I, I, do that I mean, I'm, it's the same yeah. thing with grandkids. You know, uh, you. What's you know your name? Sit down. What's your name again? Right. Sit down. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! All right, so uh, the NFL guys, this is uh, this is like straight out of like TMZ stuff. So apparently, at the owners' meetings, which took place yesterday. Jerry Jones and Robert, both guys in their 80s, mind you, okay, got into a heated exchange at one point reportedly. This is this is coming from TMZ, actually. <laughs> Jones said to Kraft, don't bleep with me. <laughs> wow. So yeah. this is the on the heels. Yeah, there's a new contract at stake for uh, Roger Goodell, the commissioner. There was a 31 to 1 in favor vote. I think we know who the one <laughs> was. Oh, yeah. Who didn't yep. want it? Jerry. He just basically he's he doesn't like some of the um clauses the, the that are tied yeah the incentives yeah. that are tied to the to his contract and he wants them making less money which who can blame him well he um, wants he he wants the contract to be more pro- production laden in terms yes. of okay if you generate this much income additionally then you get this money if you show us that you can expand viewership. Things like that. That that's yeah. what Jerry wants. He wants more of a business sound contract, more so than giving this guy a contract based on past performance. But I tell you what's interesting behind that, Rob. Um, and I, I don't know if you were going to bring it up, and I'm and I apologize if I step on something. No, you were no, go ahead. But I found when I read the article, I also found it interesting that when um, Goodell signed that contract in 2017, he basically told the owners, "This is might be is probably going to be my last contract." Right. And that he recently told a few owners also, I think you guys need to start having a conversation. So it's not etched in stone that he, whatever they offer, he's going to accept. Good point. You see what I'm saying? But how do you turn away? How do you turn away from 128 million you just made over the last two years? Number one, you're going to make an increase this year. Number two, you have access to a helicopter at your disposal. You have lifetime health benefits already. What else would you want to do in life? You're the commissioner of the most prominent sports entity on the planet. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you the same thing. I, and, and, you know, I don't know how you turn that kind of money. Down. Honestly, I don't know you how don't. you do it. You and, don't. You know, he's, you 60, he's 63 Three. right yeah. now. Yep. Okay. He, not like he's, you know, if he was 73, you're like, I, okay, I want to enjoy, you know, my life and all that. I mean, he still could re-up for two, three more years and make insane money, you know, to set up generations of uh, Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine if Kraft and Jones squared off both in the eighties? I'm, I'm going to be taking. I'll be standing taking out. All right, who's the first one that's going to have to stop and need oxygen tent? Who's the first one? See, Jerry would fight dirtier than Kraft would. Oh, oh he would. Oh no, Jerry no question. Would bite, hit you. Yep. You know, below the, the belt. Yeah, it oh, didn't yeah. matter. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I think Jerry will go find somebody. Jerry's going to go find somebody to fight for him. That's what that's Jerry's true too. Do. Jerry too busy doing other things. He ain't got right. Jerry gets right. to snap his fingers and have like three right. guys, you know, right there yeah. to take care. He of He got his son jumping into it. Stephen yeah. jumping into the fight. You know, yeah. So it'd be a, it'd be like the Hatfields and the McCoys, man. So that was pretty funny. But in Goodell's salary allegedly uh, in the just in the twenty and twenty one season was one hundred twenty eight million combined. Woo. Was he making? He was making like what? Like upwards 64. of fifty mil a year. Insane, even yeah. more. Yeah. Well, over uh, those last two years, that's sixty-four million a year. Yeah. And man. He, he and his family. He and his family 
have lifetime health benefits. benefits. Yeah, and but players are fighting. Yeah, yeah, that, and that we can. Yeah. That's utterly ridiculous. Woo! That's why uh, I think the players should band together and shut the league down until you get health lifetime benefits. I know that's right. Take a stand. Yep. I'm saying that because I ain't there right now. Oh, G Meta, you in? Because Carney Asada is one of my favorites, and I have. Let me. G Meta, you in? You you know you like one of the top five on the list getting in. G mentioned <laughs> Carney Asada. That's it. And I tell you what, I can do some serious Carney. Asada. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get off track, but when G Meta put up Carney Asada, I said that's it. Yeah. All right. Got, got her food is just it's over. It. It's a trip, it. man. Oh, my goodness. Rob, I'm going to tell you something, brother. When you've lived on the Mexican foods that I've lived on over my last four decades in life, <laughs> when you go to restaurants, even premier restaurants, it don't taste the same. Yeah. Like Taco Bell? Does not taste... What? Like Taco Bell? Oh, man. Man, man, back... Taco. man, I'll back in you across this computer. <laughs> Straight oh, up back in you across this computer. Bro, you say what you want to say, man. Taco Bell makes some, makes some... The Doritos Taco is good. Say what you want to say. That Doritos Taco is amazing. Bear, oh, I have God. no respect for your food palate. You understand Bro, this, right? I'm just saying, man. That's it, it tastes good. I like the shell. The shell you is ate, good. You ate chicken at Ditka's. You love white cap castles, <laughs> and now you're talking about Taco Bell tacos compared to real, authentic Mexican food. That's an insult to Mexican food. <laughs> no, I just like the ready Dorito taco taste, dude. Do you get your stomach pumped at least once a year, bro? I'm just saying, man. You know, you know, you like those Doritos. Doritos. No, 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 I ain't gonna sit there and tell that lie. No. Well, I, man, I wish I had fish tacos, but you you were supposed to. Um, you know, show me to go to the house. Oh, we ain't talking about that. We ain't not talking about that because you've been lying he about turned that off the years. road. Instead of him letting me go to his house, he turned off the road. All right. <laughs> you know, let's put this to rest once and for all because Rob's tired of hearing this story. And I let I let Barrett run with this story for years because it does sound funny. And you know what? And I, and I kicked myself because had I thought of something like what Barrett has accused me of, I probably would have done it <laughs> in terms of let him go past me and then slip off an exit. But Barrett told us after this fishing excursion we were on the charter, he had to get home. Okay, so when Barrett yeah. passed me, yes. So when Barrett passed me, he blew his horn. I blew my horn. I don't I didn't remember think that. anything of it. I blew the horn because you because you because you got out the highway before I could get there. You told me you had to get home. That's I what remember you told telling me. you that. And then when he finds out, we went home and made fresh striper bass fish tacos. That's when the lie started. Mm. You didn't even tell me, Digga. Just like he lied and said, I told him to go home for my, my my party at the house. See, <laughs> people think Barrett's just. You know, his bear's like this big hug, huggable teddy bear. He wouldn't harm a fly. Bro, tell the truth, man. You, if, you, if you'd have told me that you were making fish tacos, do you really believe I'd have went home? Yes, because you said you had to go home. What I had to go home for, D-Gun? Dude, I don't know. Maybe you just got tired of hanging out with us. I don't know. That was definitely not the case, D-Gun. It's a story I'm you telling. You wrong for that. You wrong for that, D-Gun. You wrong, you wrong for that. Uh, oh, all right. Man. So... Uh, Daniel Snyder, our friend, uh, has uh, written a letter to all the other owners basically denying everything in the ESPN article. I, I didn't hire lawyers to dig up dirt on you. I'm not going to do that. I'm not that kind of guy. Don't believe all these. He's feeling the pressure. All these malicious lies that are being told about me, blah, blah, blah. Let me That's tell you something, Rob. Yeah. The fact that it has slipped out there that Daniel Jones, whether it's true or not, the fact that it slipped out there that Daniel Jones allegedly said, Snyder. I'm taking Daniel everybody Snyder. down with Snyder. me. Yeah, not Jones. Snyder. I mean, Snyder. I'm sorry, Daniel yeah, yeah. Snyder. Uh, I'm taking down everybody with me. Mm-hmm. If I'm an owner, I'm thinking long and hard before I, I hit that button and say, I don't want Daniel Snyder as an owner. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you right now. Because 
We know. We don't know, but we know there's some there's a whole lot of shady stuff that goes on behind the NFL closed doors. Bro, and he I don't want my name. Bodies are buried. Look, I don't want my name brought up in no dossier. I don't <laughs> no. Know. No. I hear not you, happening. Man. Daniel, welcome back to the family. <laughs> <laughs> but Jim Ursay yeah. went off the deep end. Yeah, oh so Jim Ursay basically publicly, and, and Goodell wasn't happy about this. I saw the, uh, the he was at the podium getting peppered about this. But Ursay was basically like, yeah, you know what? It's time. It's time for him to go. Like publicly. Oh. And, and Ursay's a guy with a very checkered past. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So he's either like, hey, everybody knows what I've done. Like, you know, throw it out there. Whatever you got, dude, go for it. He doesn't either doesn't care or didn't really think this out too much. Now, and if I wanted the other owners, I'm sitting in the audience going like this. Oh, my goodness. Please make this man stop talking. Please. Yeah. Somebody take him down from the podium, please. Yep. So the, you don't the, want to the investigation hasn't come through yet that the NFL is doing. And you know how the NFL is. We'll find out the findings of this in like 2087. I think somewhere around there. Um, but, yeah. So that's wow. A, interesting. All right. So a couple other odds and ends. Uh, Deshaun Jackson employed again. Baltimore Ravens have signed him. I want, Bro. do you guys wonder, I haven't paid enough attention to their, their punt return game. Uh, if they'll use him at, even at his age in the, in the punt return game, that is going to be interesting to me. How old is DJ? He's got to be 35. He's 35. Yeah. Here's the thing. That man been sitting out of football since when? Since last January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I don't care who you who you're working out with on your own. You're not in football shape, and I saw where Baltimore's going to possibly activate him for this yep. week. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking. Squad I mean, right this is going to run some hamstring, right? ham, hamstring. Uh, I'm thinking hamstring right out I, the gate. I don't think he can hold up. I mean, we we asked the question on the show a couple uh, last week, whatever. I don't. I I just don't think he can hold up. Now Baltimore's desperate because they're two leading pass catchers. Where did I put this stat? Uh, Devin. Duvernay has 18 catches and Rashard Bateman has 11 catches and Bateman has missed the last two games straight with a sprained left foot. And Oh, by the way, uh, Lamar Jackson has completed 21% of his passes that have traveled 20 yards or more. Mm. Wow. Mm. So he has nobody on the outside. So bring Deshaun in, let him, he's going to get hurt the first game. He'll collect his money for the rest of the season. You know, it'll be a nice story for a week or two. I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. You know? He's still one. I tell you, he's still one of the fastest players in the game. No question about that. He's never ran as fast as he could run. Put it like no, that. No. Yeah, he's never he's ran as fast as he could run. Yeah, which is crazy when you think about it. He's he is that fast. This guy, man, he's no, that's the part you never question. I mean, right. it, it's no. just straight line speed, ridiculous. I I just don't know if the hammies and the and the groins and all that at his age can can just hold it up. That's but that, but that shows you how desperate Baltimore is. If you're gonna bring him, if you're gonna bring him, sign him. Put him on the practice squad, and before the week's over, you're going to activate him for a game that quick. That's how desperate they are right yeah. now. If he can get the plays. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I, just, again, just I run. think you simplify it this week and just say, dude, you, you, you get a couple deep patterns in here, and, and let's let's find out. Let's go. Let's run the go. He can yeah, track man. a ball, man. He can do that. That's yep. for sure. That's um, in the business of tracking the ball. Yeah. Russell Wilson. So he's day-to-day. He's, he's lobbying to try and play uh, this week with the hamstring. Um this has turned into a colossal disaster. They are they're last in the NFL in offense. Zero, like they are they are dead last. I mean, it's a mess right now. Were they averaging like sixteen points a game, something like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the like. They're bad. Like it's almost like across the board bad, ever everywhere. 
Um, and he's had a really tough year. And the expectation, obviously, with what you gave up and what you're paying him was very mm. high. And now he's dealing with that. He had the shoulder worked on uh, last week, prior to last week's game in Los Angeles. But, yeah, they are currently – Denver is dead last at 15.2 points per game. They are averaging less points per game than the Bears, the Steelers, the Commanders, the Panthers, the Colts, and the Texans. With that firepower. Yeah. With that, that firepower. That is unbelievable. No course. That's, uh, that's an embarrassment. Sutton, Jerry Judy. Yes. Uh, KJ uh, Hamlin. KJ Hamlin. Yes. Come on, man. No and the way. running back. Now, Melvin Gordon wants out. Yep. Wow. You know, they lost uh, Javante Williams for the season. You had everything you want right there. It was like Christmas in Denver every day on paper. You know how embarrassing that is now for the ownership and the no, management guys, of the Broncos front office? in trouble already. He's in trouble already, man. I'm telling you. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right. You alerted me to this or us to this, Derek, with a, in our yep. group text. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, this kind of thing pisses me off. It really yeah. does. Like, I don't usually get like mad about things, but Tom Brady made a comparison to playing, to being deployed in the military. Like, bad move. Don't, he don't is getting do, roasted for that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. He's getting, he's getting roasted. Social media has roasted him for that. As they comment. should. As they should. Come on, man. How do you compare? How do you compare playing football in your life, even if your life is upside down right now, with what possibly is going on in, in, in at home? How do you even come come let that come out of your mouth? You don't making that kind of comparison when you consider when a military person is deployed, and especially if they're deployed overseas into a war, you don't know if they're coming home or not. Yep. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but. You know, the war you the war you play in football. I mean, you get to go home whether you're injured or not. You're going home. Yeah. You don't know if your family member's coming home, man. I mean, that's and, and, that's and forever. I can, I can only think it back to the people who were drafted, and we haven't had a draft in a while, but like who are still around, and they're saying, "At least you have a choice, man. Nobody right. forced you to sign yep. up for this." That's right. You know. That's I, right. I, I was over in some jungle, and it wasn't my choice. So please don't don't compare yourself to to military folks. Just, and and I don't gives, even think. He doesn't give two Fs about that either. Yeah. No, and I don't think military people make $1,000 a month, do they? No. No, they don't. Okay, no. so they don't make $1,000 a month. They're forced to live on a barracks when, when they're not deployed. This man has made, what, three, four, five hundred million million in his yes. career? It's just it's a really ignorant more? comment. It's just, yeah. I don't know how else to say it. You know, ignorant. Just I think he's. Him. I think he's lost it. His team is falling by the wayside. Cameron Braid is now out with a neck injury. They just lost Logan Ryan uh, for, uh, with a foot. His team's, you know, disintegrating right before his eyes. He's got the home issues. His team's three and three. You know, uh, what it was. What was the comedy made after Sunday? You know, it's a bad day when you're dropping more f bombs than touchdowns. You know? that was pretty good though. That was. Good yeah, it was. But, it was. But, but you know, here's the thing. I think we all real know like. He's, he's got he's had remor buyer's remorse. He wishes he didn't make the comeback, but you committed to it. And, and look, he's great, so he may figure this out at some point. But he look he's off. Like he's the whole thing's out of sorts, off kilter, all of it. Yeah, right man. Now. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, if this is not his last year, phew, wow. Yeah. Anyway. Bro, you think he cares about what we talking about? He just went over. He just went to. Uh, he just went to um, uh, down in South America somewhere and just bought. $120 million um, yacht. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, I, no. Do I think he cares? No. But I, it doesn't mean we won't 
call him on the carpet. Rip him for it. Exactly. You know. My uh, goodness. Unbelievable. All right. Let, let's do a little NFC buy and sell. Game. Wait, wait, wait. Before, we, before you go, oh, yeah, I have sorry. to get I have to give out my my John Wayne True Grit Award of the Week. Oh. Every week I'm trying I'm gonna try to find one. And starting this week, I thought of it this morning. I, like I said, it. you know, you remember the movie True Grit? Yeah, John yeah. Wayne. Okay, so so my John Wayne True Grit Award goes to Chargers kicker Dustin Dustin Hopkins. Yes. Yeah. Good now one. he messed up his hamstring to the point he's now out two to four weeks. It happened in the second quarter. After he hurt his hamstring, he said he heard something pop. That man kicked four field goals. Think about that. Falling yeah. as he's kicking. Right. Falling as time. he's kicking. That was you're right, Derek. I mean, not often. I don't think the a punters or a, excuse me, a place kicker or a punter is yeah. going to get this award. Yep. That dude showed a lot of guts in that game. He did. It, I'm the telling game you, was, man. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had a problem. I've had a hamstring pop, not to the point where I need a surgery, but to yeah. the point it affected me over a week, man. I'm talking about the back of my leg is black and blue, man. I'm telling like somebody whipped my behind, man. I'm t- I mean that thing hurts. Yes, and, I, and, and he went out there swinging that leg, kicking. Right. Yeah. I like I, I never ran fast enough to really rip it all the way off, but I have. Unless you, unless you go on a white cast. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> but I mean, I have, I have, I have ripped it enough that you know that that yeah. like you said, it was black and blue back there, and it was hard. I mean, it, it's hard to even go up steps, let yeah, alone man. go through with that kicking motion. Yeah, that was crazy. So he's out two weeks now. Two to well, four, two to four weeks. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're gonna be called. They're gonna be knocking on a. Knocking on our door, knocking on the Eagles' door, trying to yeah, get our guy out the practice squad. Yeah, where's uh, where's Dicker the kicker? Yeah, I mean, that's a good. <laughs> that's a really good point, though. I mean, I, I don't think Dicker's going to be long for to be an Eagle. Uh, that's for sure. No, not at all. All right, little buy and sell. So, are you in or are you out on these teams after six weeks? We're doing the NFC today. We did the AFC yesterday, and we'll start with the Giants. Giants are up to a five and one start. Uh, they've done it. With Saquon Barkley, with a defense that's played really well, especially their defensive front, and with a quarterback who's not making a ton of mistakes, and with you know really good coaching from Brian Dable and his staff. So now the question isn't, hey, what, what have you seen through six games? Obviously they've been good, but you're buying it longer term. Barrett Brooks? No, I'm not buying it long term. I think okay. that um, Brian Dable has done a magnificent job coaching these guys up and putting them in this smoke and mirrors type of um, offense to score points. Um, they'll go as far as Saquon Barkley takes them. I mean, they just don't have enough. Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony. What are what are they? They have neither one of them played enough to even know yeah, what they are. I don't think they're either, either one are good. And you I know, because think- Kenny Galladay, he was the number one free agent the year before last. And hadn't got on. It hasn't done anything. Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony was the first round pick last year in twenty one. Done nothing. So yep. he's out there after throwing the guys like James. I mean, Darius Slayton's all right. They had a great chemistry together. Yep. But David Seals, what? Yep. Yeah. Well, and Ooh. he lost um, Sh- Shepard, Sterling Shepard. He lost right. him. Yeah. Gone. Injured. He's been gone for a while. So yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, I think defensively they've really they've really turned the corner. You know, like I think. Um, Tribodos is is what the doctor ordered. He he's he's everything they said he could be coming. Even though he may not like football, he's balling right now. Yeah, he is. I love how defensively they just they just swarm you. They they play aggressive physical football on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, you know it, it's the best thing they could have got was Don Martindale um, as their D coordinator. Great move. Yeah, so. great move. All right, uh, Derek, you buy. 
Uh, definitely buy. This team is only averaging 317 yards a game of offense, scoring 21 points a game on offense, but their defense is only giving up less than 19 points a game. Uh, Brian Daybold has done an incredible job. Wink Martindale was the perfect choice, the defensive coordinator. Finally, the Giants, the laughing stock in the NFL, made the right necessary moves to change the front office personnel to coordinate this and orchestrate a team you can be proud of. And here's the biggie. Daniel Jones. His completion percentage is the best of his career, 67% completion percentage. Whatever they are doing, it is working. They believe in themselves. I don't think they are a threat to be in the NFC Championship game, but they're good enough to get in the playoffs. So, yes, I'm definitely buying on the Giants. That's where I'm buying them at the level of I think they're a playoff team, especially considering what the rest of the NFC has looked like. And and some of the teams that we thought were going to be good aren't good, et cetera. So I I will buy that. mirrors, guys. No, I, I, Barrett, I'll buy it in that they're going to hang around enough. Like, I don't yes, think ultimately yes. you can keep winning with with uh, this being a one-man band. Uh, but I think their defense is better than we thought, and that'll win them some games. So I think they'll be well, a 9-18. Yeah, well, well, that, so you're saying they're they're the Philadelphia Eagles from last year. That's what you're saying they are. Yes, yeah. that's, a good, that's a good analogy. Good comp. Yes. Good comp. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. All right, let's, uh, let's go Packers. Derek, I'll start with you on this one. Of course uh, you been, will. Well – Look, it's been a disappointing start. They've lost two straight. They lost in London to the the, the aforementioned Giants. They lose last week as well uh, to the Jets. Jets. Yep. So they've dropped two in a row. Uh, the young kids still haven't come around. But more puzzling is their defense, which was supposed yes. to be unbelievable and has not been. What, what are you? Where are you at with them? By yourself. The defense is an illusion. I told you guys they can't stop the run, and they showed that the last two games. Even though the defense is ranked number five in the league, they're giving up 135 yards a game. Now, as if they don't have enough pass catchers, um, uh, Randall Cobb is is now out because of an ankle injury. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Rodgers is already chirping about we need to simplify things. Matt Lafleur is like, what are you talking about? What? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's huh? like we, we we only rent we he, you know. Aaron's talking about running less motion and Matt LaFleur counted. Well, we didn't run that many motion plays, Aaron. What are you talking about? Their <laughs> offense, their offense is putrid right now. The offensive lineman can't block for him. Now they're talking about shifting offensive linemen again. Don't fall off your seats, but right now I'm selling on Green Bay. Wow. Wow. I'm selling. I, I'm selling oh, Green Bay. I am selling Green Bay because number one, Randall Cobb is out now. He's hurt, so he's out right now. And he was the only thing they had going as far as consistency for uh, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. Uh, Christian Watson, he's also a rookie from this year. Romeo Dobbs still giving an opportunity, and um, and Lazar still give my opportunity. You know, Aaron Jones is still one of the better backs in the league, so the mm-hmm. offense will be and get back on track. Defensively, I'm so surprised, man, because they can, you know, they just can't stop the run. I, you know, I, yeah. I thought they'd be able to with uh Quay Walker in the first round. I mean, the second round draft, first round from um from Georgia, yeah, first round. yep, and then Devontae Wyatt, first round from Georgia. Two guys that I really thought could mix it up and change what it is, but. It's even hard for Dante uh, Devontae Wyatt to get on the field, you know, mm-hmm. let alone stop the def- um, stop the run. So this defense has a lot to go with. So I'm not buying them either. I'm not buying um, in the sense that I, I just feel like even though Rodgers signed the big deal and all that, I, I feel like he's half checked out. Yep. I feel like he's, he's, he's like, man, I, I don't know if I have the patience for these young guys. They took away my best weapon. My go-to guy, eh, I'll collect a check for a year, but I'm, eh, I got mine. I, yeah. I think he's sort of in that in that mindset. Yeah, I'm on my way. I'm on my way to some island somewhere. Yeah, so I can I'll be chilling with, with whoever my next fiance is or yeah. whatever's going on with him at this point. <laughs> is he still? 
it, it was some actress was the last one, right? Is there somebody else now? Man, I couldn't tell you, bro. I, I can't tell keep you. up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm. I don't right. know. I like the peyote. He like that peyote. He like yeah. the smoke. Yeah, so. ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yes. <laughs> you notice how easily that word just jumping. rolls off Rob's tongue. I wonder, if Rob, <laughs> Rob, if you indulged. It's my pre-show uh, ritual. <laughs> I would have to be to put up with us, right? What do you think's going on right now? Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. How do so, you say that word again? Hi, what? What is ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. It's an herb from the earth in the Amazon region. Yeah, you go to the Joshua Desert. And, yeah, I don't know what you do. All right, uh, Vikings. I'm starting again with you on this one, Gunner, because your guy, our friend, friend of the show, your brother, Marvin Harris, Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Gunn, Harris, Marvin Harrison, <laughs> Marvin Gunn is a is a Vikings fan. Just to get on your nerves, I'm convinced. Uh, they've been a quiet under the radar five and one. Right, right. Buying or selling? Um, let's see. They've won four games by four, three, seven, and eight points. The bottom line is they find a found a way to win. The Eagles yeah. embarrassed them. Eagles embarrassed them on national TV. Um, if either one of you tell my brother this, I'll kill you. Right now, I'm buying, <laughs> right now I'm, I'm buying the Vikings. Oh, that hurt to say that. Oh my goodness. Oh, that hurt. Okay, oh. bye. I'm, I'm, bu- I'm buying the Vikings because they found a way to win. They changed up their offense. I mean, uh, they didn't change their offense. They stood steadfast on what they were trying to do, and, it, and it's starting to work for them now defensively. Um, I'm not a real fan of Ed, you know, Ed Donatella, Donatella no. is, is, is basically, you know, a Ben, 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 Ben type of coach. And, uh, they're starting to generate enough pressure up front, you know, uh, with, with, with Hunter and, um, you know, they're making some things happen. So yeah. yes, I'm buying because number one, it's a weak NFC and number two, they're starting to gel together. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. buying. Yeah. Okay. I'm buying. Yeah, I'm buying. Um, I think that they fit whatever was going on for that little stretch with, with Jefferson. I don't know, but he's back in a big way. Thielen is slowly better. They still have Dalvin cook. They still have pieces on that defensive side. I think the the new coach looks like he kind of knows what he's doing. He readied the ship after the Eagles game. So yeah, I'm buying them. I'm certainly buying. I think they win that division too. I think they're, I think they come out of that. Because I don't think Green Bay is gonna gonna find no, themselves. No, hey Rob, nope. you see what Chris, you see what Chris D said. Good point, D Gun. Why does Rob E know so much about that stuff? Meaning that herb of the earth. <laughs> and I say, Chris, you living out in Hawaii now? That's like the premier state for growing that stuff. Some of that pineapple Come on, Chris, Express. tell us what you know, Chris. Yeah, man, get some of that pineapple, pineapple Express. Express. Chris is that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you know I'm, about Pineapple Express, dude? It's a great movie. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right. I'm, nice just a, I'm just a botanist. I'm into plant life. You know, I don't know what, <laughs> That's all. What people want from me. Uh, uh, let's go to the Bucks. We talked about Brady. Uh, you know, they're still in a division that's let's sell, face it. sell, sell, sell. Yeah. All right, sell. you're selling. I'll go. I'll go. Okay. I'm selling. I, I, I just don't I believe. I don't believe they're tied into. Um, you know what, what? What Brady's talking about? You know, when Brady can't get and write that ship. I can't see us, you know, I can't see them really being okay. They've still got a whole bunch of injuries. Akeem Hicks is still out. Yeah. Uh, safety Mike Edwards is out. Um, it, and just like you just said, Gunner, uh, Cameron Brake, you know, he's, he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's, he's gone now. So they got two rookies that are going to be playing for him right now because Kyle oh. Rudolph is just a shell of his guy, himself right now. So um, with two rookies playing, you got a, um, a rookie left guard. The center's getting blown up, so there's a lot of pressure on Brady up the middle. You know he hates, um, you know, heat up the middle. He doesn't like that, which is throwing everything off. And 
Uh, Fournette's not running up to yeah. his full capabilities. It's just a train wreck there, a train wreck. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, Brady, I'm, 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 I'm selling, selling, yeah, sell, sell, Brady, sell. Brady's sell, talking sell. about Kim comparing it to himself to the military. Right, Brady's gone. Logan Ryan's gone. The offensive line has been decimated by injuries. Uh, they let the Atlanta Falcons almost. Be, Atlanta Falcons should have beat them. Yep. And then they turn around and and, and they they're not the same team right now. Yep. Sell, sell, sell quickly. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy because it's Brady and because I can't okay. completely write him off. I don't feel great about it. It's a it's a slight lean of a buy. It's not a, a anything I feel real. I'm not I'm not slamming a table. I just think maybe they write the ship and they're in a division that'll might allow them to get in the playoffs where otherwise they might not get in the playoffs. And then maybe his experience kicks in. That's all. It's not a love or like by any stretch. Um, no. Falcons. What what's back? Mr. Taz, expect the package of spices next Tuesday, D Gun. <laughs> hey man, I'll be sending nothing to my house, man. No, I don't want nothing because if it's a package, what I'm thinking, the feds will be right behind them. Nope. Don't be sending packages <laughs> to my house, bro. Matter of fact, don't even send it to my P.O. box office. I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm sorry, bro. I got off track. Again. It's all right. Uh Falcons. Falcons. Uh Barrett, you, you take first crack at them. Man, that's just tough, man, because they're playing better, man. They're, they're not they're, bad. They're, they're not as bad yeah. as we thought. You know, sure. their weapons are looking good. And you know, I like their I like their um their running back. You know, Tyler Algier. Yeah, he's good. BYU. Uh, I did a game, you know, and I still had to watch film on him from last year. And he looked good then. He's looking even better when I watch film in the NFL. Um, they got a potent, um, potent offense, man. Uh Drake London's playing at a high level. Um, they got, you know, a, a top five tight end, Kyle, Kyle Pitts, who's starting to work well. And, and yep. Marcus Mariota, man, he's running that offense pretty good. You know, yeah, he's using speed. He's running around a little bit. You know, yep. they're doing good. I'm just looking at that defense, man. They just lost, you know, a couple players, man, especially Mikael Walker, their, um, their uh, linebacker. He's out right now. You know, they got rookies that are going to be replacing all these guys that are hurt. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm good with them. Okay. Uh, how about you, Gunner? I'm buying on the Falcons. They got a job against Tampa Bay. They beat San Francisco by two touchdowns. I'm like, Marcus Mariota's quarterbacking? And they just beat, put up 28 points on San Francisco? You're letting the kid Ritter learn, too, for a year. Yeah. Which is nice if you can yeah. you know, buy him that I don't, time. I, I don't think San Francisco's a playoff team, but the bottom line is they're 3-3. Three and three. They're 3-3 three and three now. They're playing much better. I'm buying. I'm buying yeah. on the Falcons I, right I, now. I said I think Arthur Smith quietly doing a real nice job there with them. Yeah. Uh, for a team with no expectations. Let's go to the Rams. You know, this has been a mess. They're, you know, Stafford's turning the ball over a ton. He's not getting protected. They can't establish a run game. They don't try to establish a run game. It's the cup show without, you know, Allen Robinson's been a bust. I don't know what's happening there. The defensive side of the ball, there's some talent. But how about you, Derek? You buy? I'm, I can't sell them fast enough. This team is averaging – 310 yards a game. When was the last time you heard of a Rams offense? And they're averaging 17 points a game at 70 and a half yards rushing a game. They can't the Rams, find his mojo, man. He can't find you know. It. And yeah. now Cam Akers wants out. And, and, and coaches come out and say they're actively looking for another location for for the running back. Yeah. Um, there's dissension in Rams ranks coming off a Super Bowl win. You don't see that often. No. Uh, but you're right. Matthew Stafford is not the same quarterback. The offensive line's a mess. I can't sell this team quick enough. All right, Derek. Sell, man, sell. You know, they're admitting. They're sorry about that. That's uh, they, 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 they are. They are um, that's Sean McVay on the line. <laughs> right. Like, what are you doing? You selling me, Barrett? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, man, look at me. They're, 
they can't do anything, man. Anything right with that offensive line. It sucks, man. And even though their defense is playing okay, they're just on the field way, way too long, man. I mean, yeah. way too long because they can't sustain anything on the offensive side of the ball. And it's not like they're not they're not healthy. They're healthy. It's just their offensive line sucks. Yeah, they're not good. And I think they just lost their center. So I mean, I'm, I'm I look at their lineup. Their offensive line is so bad since they haven't replaced their their left tackle yet. You know, with a guy that's worth the salt. Right. They're too. They're getting heating. You know, they're heating up Matthew Stafford's too much you know he can't do anything he as soon as he gets the ball there's somebody in his face yeah i just really think that you know the offense just can't you know go out there and play good enough to give this the defense a break so because of that they're just you know they're just out there way too long so i'm, I'm selling the rams i'm selling too i'm out i don't, I don't like anything i'm seeing about them. this this right. feels like classic you know, getting to the Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl, unable to respond the next year. Hey, let me throw this at to you guys just real quick. Melvin Gordon is going to start this week for the Broncos. You mean the same Melvin Gordon yeah. who won it out? And the same guy who got three carries last week. Hackett is a disaster. Hackett got heat for not playing him. Now he's going to start him. Hackett's wow. way over his skis, man. This yeah. guy's yeah. way over his skis. He'll be yeah. looking for a coordinator job real quick. Now, he's a good offensive coordinator, but in terms of running a team, Man. Yeah, you're right. You know, you said it earlier, Rob, that he might not last this season. I'm starting to agree with you. He may not. He may not last the season. Yeah, that's where my art. They will not admit. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they will not admit that they messed up. Um, they messed up with uh, hiring him. And I mean, they won't admit that they messed up going to get Russell Wilson. So they got to figure out a way in which they could, you know, say, all right, I'm gonna blame it on him, and that's why we're go- we're going uh, away from this this head coach. We're going a different direction because it can't be Russell. It can't be Russell. It's not Russell's fault. What a mess. Uh, all right. Well, rip through these last ones quick. Uh, Seahawks. Uh, buying, uh, buying, okay. buying. Okay. Gino yeah. Smith, buying. You guys, you guys left. You guys right. left two straight weeks about me picking Seattle in upsets and what happened. Right, right. I mean, he has two Gino rookie Smith. left tackles. I mean, two rookie right. um, tackles that are playing well for him. So, yes, I'm buying. I'm buying. The weird all thing right. about them is when it, when it came to them, I was like, I had them in sell. Then I thought, wait a minute. I'm the one that's been talking them up. Right. Geno Smith is completing 73% of his passes. That's crazy. Wow, that, that is crazy. The defense, where was it? I saw the defense. I'm like, what? Defense is ranked 30th, giving up 411 yards a game, and they're three and three. Yeah, they're shooting out. Every game's a yeah. shootout. Yeah. They're, they're, there's a, they're a fun team to watch, and I'm going to buy. I'm buying on C. I'm buying Seattle. Yeah, that, I just, that's I, why I just, yeah, my fault. Go ahead. The, no, it's all right. The, the one thing he was left with, I mean, he, like Geno, the inherited, I should say, as a starter, was two really good wide receivers, you know, yes. Metcalf and, and Lockett. But, and both and both have over 400 yards receiving. And, yep, and, yep. and you know what? The, they lost Rashad Penny. Yep. And then the kid Walker has stepped in stepped in last week and did a really nice job for him. From Michigan yes, State. Yeah. Tough case. Right. Tough. Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Good good running back. I'm yeah. buying. Uh, let's go. Let's go Cardinals here quickly. In or out. And, oh, Bye, by the so. way, you're not going to get by by saying uh, Lockett's from Kansas State, but just I wanted to let you know that. Oh, geez. Good work out of you, man. <laughs> Cards selling, selling, selling. Yes, I can I, sell them quick enough, uh, yeah. Derek. Um, today, today I'm selling, but they've added Robbie Anderson. DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. Yep. Three weeks he from now, back. I might be buying. Then uh, three weeks from now, I might be buying again. But right now, the way that team is right now, I'm selling it. Can't Hollywood sell it. Brown is out though. Yeah, Hollywood got hurt. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Pew is out. Starting center Hudson is out. Yeah, but you had Robbie Anderson. Mm, that, that that's well, a big help. James Conner is still out. They still going. They're going in Eno Benjamin. Yes. Oh, well, um, Eno's not a bad running back though. Oh, he's not at all. Yeah. So, it's got too many people hurt for me. So I'm selling. True. 
Final one. Saints. Derek. Goodbye. Gone. Can't get rid of them quick enough. Um, I don't know what their problem is. Um, I I, I don't get it. So I'm selling. I'm out. Okay. Barrett? Gone. Sold. Sayonara. Peace. Get out of here. Arriva Dunchy. Yeah, I just need him gone, man. I just need that pick to stay where it is. I think it's like the fifth pick or the sixth yeah, pick. Yeah, it's a real good pick. It's a real good yeah, pick. Yeah, so right I now. want the pick. So, yeah, they're gone. Jarvis Landry's it. out. I'm Michael out. Thomas is out still. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gone. Deuces. I'm done. Yep. I'm out. All right. So, <laughs> let's uh, let's hit it. We'll, uh, we'll look at the pitching matchups again with the Phillies and the Padres. Game two of the NLCS today. We'll dive into birthdays and movies and all that good stuff. When we get back, don't go anywhere. Barrett, Derek, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner.
Both guys are hanging out with us, everybody. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. All right, yeah, so uh, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, did you guys know about this? Um, the Eagles Dallas game before the game started. Uh, our friend Big Dom, head of security for the Eagles, had to escort a fan. Somehow, a fan ran down on the field. He had to escort. Or, or, oh, he, escort yeah, the I, I, it was at the introductions, running out of the tunnel. You got, you got. 45 security guards in the building and the head of the team security who has to watch 53 players and coaches on the sideline. He corrals the guy and escorts him off the field. Yes. What? Yes. And, then, and then I just found out Big Dom just had surgery, man. Had two plates, 12 screws. He had three vertebrae uh, in his neck. Ooh. He just had surgery, man. So he, What? Yeah. Said he'll be ready. You know, what I'm told, he'll be ready. Said it usually takes four to six months. Uh, he said he'd be good to go from what I'm being told next in a, about a week. A week? <laughs> How okay. many screws in his neck and he's going to be yeah. ready in a week? Two two plates and 12 screws. Oof. He's a tough dude. I, hey. I don't anybody, nobody's questioning that, man. Yeah. Dom's the guy you see. Uh, if, if you see the coaching cutaways on the sideline, going back to Andy, through Doug, through Chip, you know, through all, all these guys. He's a big dude. Usually has a just a, a black like windbreaker on, Eagles hat, yep. and you know, 150 he, degrees. He's wearing blackout and, and shorts, and has never has like long sleeves on. He's he, yeah, he's a, and he's a big dude. So yeah, all, all right, all the best, Dom. Feel better, man. Uh, that's for sure. All right, um, mention the, the pitching matchup. You got Blake Snell and uh, and Aaron Nolan. What we haven't mm -hmm. talked about is this is the first time that Snell. And Bryce Harper are going to face each other since June 25th when Snell drilled him with that pitch that broke his thumb. Now, right. you know, th these two claim, hey, everybody, everything's cool. You know, there's no issue. Stuff happens. But I got to imagine if you're Bryce Harper, it would be that much sweeter if you can deliver off of this guy. There's no doubt. Well, they're boys. They're supposed to be boys. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, he has to be a little pissed off still. You know, I mean. He took what two months off his um yeah off his, his, his season. I mean, and he was Barrett. He was swinging the bat at an MVP level before. Yeah, he, he probably won it this year. Yeah. Well, wow. you know, I'll give Bryce credit because um, um, initially when it happened, you know, he was jawjacking with Snell, and then as he's walking towards the dugout, he said, "Hey, look, man, my bad. You know, I know you didn't do it on purpose." So I got to give yeah. Bryce credit for that. Yeah. You know, they've had a long history together. And, you know, the emotions got the best of him for a fraction of a second. Then once he realized what happened, it's like, look, dude, I, I know you didn't try to, you know, you didn't try to, to buzz me on purpose. So it happens. Unfortunately, he was sure, right? but, but I still huh? think there's a little he something. He was trying to button, wasn't he? No, no, he wasn't. No, 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 no. It came up and in. Initially, you couldn't, like, it happened so fast. You thought that he could hit in the face again. Like, it was just, there was a lot going on there. And it was his, you know, here it caught his, his thumb, his left thumb. And that's that's where it got him. But you know, we'll see. It's gonna be just keep keep that little matchup in mind when those two face each other today. All right, let's do some birthdays here. Uh, start with this one. And he was in the show. I told you guys it was really good on uh, I think it was FX or Hulu. I mean, I think it was actually on both. The old man with Jeff Bridges, uh, John Lithgow turned yep. seventy seven today. Very good actor. Yeah. yeah, everything that guy's in, he's he's strong. Third Rock from the Sun was funny. Yeah, yeah, he's you been know. in a ton of stuff. That guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, John Favreau. Uh, the director and actor is 56 years old. He's done a, a boatload of those Marvel movies, right? He, I mean, what he's done Iron Man, I think, and 
I think all maybe all of them, right? I think all the Iron Man uh, yeah. Yeah. franchise yep. he's done. Yep, yep. Um, Spider Man also. Spider Man, yeah, he did Spider Man too. He's a Spider Man. Uh, yeah. Chris Kattan. You might not remember him, but he was in Saturday Night Live. Like he was at the Monkey Boy and all the other like goofy. He did a lot of goofy stuff. Chris Kattan. Funny fun fact with Chris Kattan. So Maggie and I are in New York, and we're at a bar near uh, um, what's it called where they where they tape Saturday Night Live, uh, Rockefeller Plaza, right, uh, right here and there. Yeah. And Chris Chris was in there, and Chris uh, Chris had indulged, but maybe was slightly overserved. Uh, Chris, he was uh, he was not a happy camper. He was kind of a, a miserable, <laughs> and we weren't anywhere near him, but we're we're near close enough we could see like. People were coming up for autographs and he wasn't real happy. This is when he was on Saturday Night Live. He wasn't real happy about it. Let's just put it that way, uh, Chris. So anyway, I'll move on. Uh, Jillian Jacobs, the actress, is 39 <laughs> years old. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, actor, is 39 years old. Uh, the real deal, Evander Holyfield, 60 years old today. How about that? What? Yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, Robert Reed, who played uh, Mr. Brady on the Brady Bunch, was born on this day in 1932. Hey, before you know, I know we just got off Evander. Of yeah, can we go back? Uh, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather Senior. Floyd, it's his birthday. You're right, Barrett. Good call. So I just you know just match up the uh, yeah yeah the boxers. Yes, good call there uh, with that one. Uh, Trey Parker of uh, South Park. The uh, comic uh, and illustrator. He's 53 years old. Peter Tosh, who was a uh, reggae uh, musician, who was uh, a, a contemporary of Bob Marley, uh, grew up in Jamaica. Uh, he was born on this day in 1944. Jelly Bean, Joe Bryant, Kobe's dad, is That's 68. Right. Yeah, he's 68 today. Yeah, Joe is. Um, that's all I got for birthdays. You guys got anything? That's a little it. dirt. No, that's it. Little Dirk, little Dirk. Dirk. I, saw that. I, I, I saw that. I'm like, who the heck is little Dirk? Who the heck hey, is this? Dirk, man, he's that dude. I didn't man. even give knowledge. Dirk, to, I didn't give Why is everybody Lil and Young? Can, right, can right. They, they old as hell. Talking about so I'm little. I'm, 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 I'm young, young stunner. Man, yeah, nothing young about you. My age, bro. How are you, young stunner? <laughs> we we you need to go back man? to like big and uh, right, right, uh, right. Old, big and old. All right. Um, <laughs> for, uh, let, let's go movies. <laughs> Mulholland Drive was a pretty good movie. That was in 2001. Uh, Clerks, 1994, which was a, a low budget that did really well. Mm -hmm. Looking for Mr. Goodbar with uh, Diane Keaton, 1977. I didn't One see a lot of other movies. movies. Yeah, no. I didn't see a lot of other movies. that. Uh, Do you see the movie 30 Days of Night? It's a good movie. Uh, Love no. 30 Days of Night. That's a great movie. It's about oh, uh, these guys are stationed in Alaska. And this this uh, gang of uh, vampires, you know, in, in Alaska, it gets dark for X amount of like six months out of the year. Stays yeah. dark all day, yeah, all, all yeah. day and, and night. And these right? and these vampires came in and just wreaked havoc on this compound. It's a good, it's a pretty Great good movie. movie. Yeah. Great movie. Called Thirty Days it. of Night came out in two thousand seven. Okay. Uh, what about Alex Cross? Did you mention Alex Cross was a good movie? Great nice movie, Tyler also. Perry. Yeah, with Tyler Perry. Oh, I didn't see that one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, he's like a forensic expert. This dude stalking him. Uh, oh, wow. That's a really good movie. Uh, Tyler Perry. How does he do it, man? That guy is know, prolific. Dude. You know, I read something on him where you know he owns an island, like a small island out of the way, and he goes to the island. He gets no reception. You know, no phone reception, nothing. And that's where he does a lot of his creating when he comes up okay. with like movies and, and and stuff like that. And he just gets away from the world for a while and does his best work there. He, he really, like, 
he he does an unbelievable job. Like he employs a lot of people, man. Like he has his own production yes. company in Atlanta and provides a lot of jobs, man. I give that guy props. He he really he's done it right, you know, and he's taking man, care of a lot of people. If I own the uh, island, sure. you never see me again. Tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. You'll never That's see when me you again. know you're big time when you know when you own an island, you are right, a big right, time, right, man. right. You've arrived. Yeah, That's man. for sure. All right, Philly's predictions today, guys. You got Nola Snell, game two. Keep in mind, Padres have to get this one. They they have yeah. to. You don't want to go back to Philly down 0-2 with three potentially on deck in Philly. So where you at, Barrett? I I, I think they take another one. Okay. I think they take another one. They go back, they go back, and all they have to do is win what? Win two, and they can do yep. it out of three chairs. If they win today, just win two. Yep. Win two. I'm good with that. I'm good okay. with that. I think right. they can do it. Gunner? Let's see here. They split the first two with the Mets and rallied to win that decisive game, shocked the world. A hundred win team. The Padres did. And then they turned around. Uh they took it. They took it to the Dodgers in four. Won three straight over the Dodgers. Um I, I'm still I'm still taking the way Aaron Nola's pitching right now. And you know, the Padres have been hitting out of their minds. Nine home runs in eight playoff games. Um, they're not nor- normally known for a, a home run hitting team, but there's something about this mojo between Wheeler and, and Nola right now. You talk about Nola's ERA, basically nothing, you know, in, in two playoff appearances. I'm I'm leaning towards the Phillies today. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Phillies coming home up to zip. All right, I like it. I, I also I'm not trying to be a total homer here, but I just considering the way that Nola's pitching and the, uh, Schwarber and Harper are both hot and their ability to, to go yard just to be able to carry a team offensively and a, a very well-rested yep. bullpen. Yep. I like the Phillies' chances here. I think you'll see uh, Snell out of the game by the fifth, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yep. And then it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Phillies do against that bullpen. But Absolutely. I, I like the Phillies' chances. I think it's going to be fun. And it's going to be a warm day, and it's during the day. Noel likes both of those. He's a Louisiana kid who degrees. likes the heat. Yeah, he likes the heat. <laughs> I know, Gunner. Sorry, man. Yep. I'm in the wrong half of the country. I hear you. I hear you. All right. We're back tomorrow, guys. Tomorrow at the same time. uh, I want to thank Xander Krause for all of his work with the show. And, of course, uh, over the next three hours, you have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. So you don't want to go anywhere. We're back at it same time tomorrow. For Barrett, for Derek, I'm Rob. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We are Sports Take. Have a great day. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.